Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aww. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and happy Friday to you and yours. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Man, we are kicking off a busy and fun sports weekend A ton going on here in Greenville. Some baseball going on in Chapel Hill. We will discuss it all on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live right here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And also, you can watch the program on Facebook Live and YouTube, I'm very distracted. I just saw an old picture from eight years ago of me and Steven Igo in the studio, and Igo's hair is amazing, and I got to put that out right now for everyone to see. Uh, make sure you are tuned in today on Facebook Live and YouTube, and you can chime in and be a part of our program. So uh, you can do that if you have a question, comment, concern. How you feeling heading into this weekend? A big weekend. It's ECU's last home basketball game for both the men on Saturday, women on Sunday. Huge series in baseball getting underway at 4 o'clock in Chapel Hill, East Carolina, taking on North Carolina, and the finale of that uh, series coming up on Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So, man, all that. NBA is back. Hornets play tonight. Uh, David Tepper's baby is being birthed in Charlotte. His soccer team. Uh, We'll be playing uh, Charlotte FC, taking on D.C. United. I believe that is on Saturday as they play their first game. And uh, everything else in between. We are uh, getting ready for the March Madness as well. All right, so a lot to get to. All hands on deck. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Content Junkie Schaefer, and the Big Dog are all here on this Friday. And uh, we got a big show on tap. Brian North will join us to touch on everything going on in the sports world. He joins us at 325. Tony Dunn, com, joins us at 4 o'clock. We got some Panthers news. Saw they extended one of their offensive weapons today, so we'll discuss that. Look around the NFL, play a little quarterback carousel, and catch you up on the news and notes of the week in the National Football League at 4 o'clock. Also, keeping an eye on Pirate Baseball, of course. At 5 o'clock, we'll talk to Morgan Aylers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Minji's Coliseum, and sometimes... Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll uh, check in with Morgan at 5, talk Pirate Hoops and more. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. We actually got a lot to talk about with Greeny today with the Phil Mickelson stuff, the PGA Tour versus the, the Saudi Tour and all that going on. A lot of drama there. We'll discuss that with Greeny in the 5 o'clock hour. And Rob Maloney, he was going to join us this hour, but he's doing Allen Iverson's least favorite thing right now, and that is practice. So we will talk to Coach Maloney from D.H. Conley Basketball in the 5 o'clock hour. 
How about the Vikings? I got to say, I don't think basketball school when we think D.H. Conley, but they are on to the third round, and we'll host a game coming up on Saturday, so we'll talk about that. And uh, we'll run over some high school stuff with uh, Brian North as well coming up in hour one of today's show. So all of that on the way. You can uh, be a part of the show once again on Facebook Live and on YouTube, and we will check in with your comments. Let me make sure I get this picture of me and I go so I can go to our Facebook Live feed and see what is going on there on this Friday. Uh, quick happy birthday to Brandon Manning. Uh, it's his birthday today, Farm Bureau, former pirate. And uh, we'll probably get him on soon to talk some baseball. He loves his uh, baseball. And Steve Hill says, Clipper! Clipper! Craig asks, is anyone else craving a pina colada? Shirley was upset that I didn't tell, like make a note, send a group text or an email that it was... Usually you notify us when it's going to be Hawaiian Shirt Friday, and you did not tell us, and I am a tad disappointed. It is all your fault. Well, I just... That, that, that feeling hit me this morning. Well, couldn't you carry that feeling into your thumbs and text somebody and let them know? I felt it in my plums, but I not my thumbs. My thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> You're, okay, next time I will give you an advance notice, Shirley. That would be nice, right. preferably before I leave to go <laughs> here, since I usually get here before you do. Fair enough. By the way, you were giving out birthday shout-outs. Yeah. Happy belated birthday to Bryce Williams yesterday. Dang. It was my birthday. 29. Dang. Uh, another trip around the sun dang me and ann are about to get married next this time next year I'll, on my birthday i'll be a married man dang so dang. happy birthday to big bryce uh as he turned how old is bryce williams 29 29 yesterday 29 years of age all right um there's continues to be more updates to joe dooley's wikipedia page oh jeez courtesy of steve hill uh we've got <laughs> oh, all right steve is out of control at this point all right this is going to jump steve, the shark pretty soon cease uh there's now an update on uh cliff godwin's wikipedia page oh no i gotta hear this uh cliff godwin american baseball coach former catcher head baseball coach of the east carolina pirates he does not care about the weather he played college baseball. I don't care about the weather. <laughs> I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Uh, so there you go. An update to Cliff Godwin's Wikipedia page. Does not care about the weather. Surely, I'm blaming you for this. You're blaming me for no um, Hawaiian shirt Friday text. I'm blaming you Can we not for not talking everybody? about the most important birthday of today. And that would be? Your mother's? Ouch. No. Yeah, it would be my mom. That would be? It's my mom's birthday what today yeah. yeah oh happy birthday shirley's mom um it's my grandfather's birthday in heaven happy birthday <laughs> grandpa papa happy birthday papa papa shirley it is your longtime bff and workmate's oh, birthday yeah. wes it's, hines wes hines's birthday is today as well wes hines i, I did mention it yesterday because you did because Troy was trying to remember somebody's birthday was coming up, or what, that Wes's birthday was coming up, but he couldn't remember what, when it was, and I was like, uh, tomorrow? I'm celebrating with a Hawaiian shirt. He's celebrating with a women's shirt. <laughs> it was side. in the men's section! So if, we, if only we could share the picture that we got in our work group chat. 
that was uh that was, that was quite classic a doozy. quite a doozy for sure <laughs> but we can't for we sure. can't we can't share that one all right pirates and tar heels going at it at four o'clock garrett sailor gets the ball for east carolina the pirates have invaded chapel hill uh pirate radio we just put up i think jenny's there uh posted a picture of the scene from sup dogs in chapel hill and no surprise a lot of purple there we also saw a picture from uh, uh jared from the pack the jungle account tweeted a picture of brian dilday hanging out of a window yelling into his megaphone at what appeared to be like a north carolina security it's guard what it, or that's something what it looked like so uh dilday better be careful uh he'll be kicked out of the ballpark before the game even starts love it they got the dang megaphones out hanging out windows yelling at folks in chapel hill so you're gonna see and hear a lot of pirate fans when they take on north carolina coming up today at four o'clock game two saturday game three sunday in clark leclerc stadium should be a uh if well we don't talk about the weather but it's like some rain in the forecast. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Right. I want to shake his hand. 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 I want to shake your hand. That last part always gets me. Chandler, if you could shake one man's hand living today in the world, who would you? whose hand would you shake? Uh, mm, you just want to give one. a nice, big, hearty handshake to somebody. I want to give a handshake i want to shake hands with john daly this is a new uh segment called i want to shake hands with you want to shake hands with john daly all right fair enough surely anybody's hand out there you want to shake i want to I shake... have a laundry list but uh probably at the top abby wambach i want to shake uh like an nba center like somebody that just has Kawhi Leonard. Like yes, Kawhi Leonard is a great call. The claw. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake your big hand. I want to see his hand take over my entire arm uh, during a handshake. Well, I've been told I have a pretty firm handshake. Even Tone Loke t- said that when Tone Loke and Biz Marquis were here a couple of years ago. Talk for, about a claim to fame. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, you, you got a firm handshake. Surely I, I can't do a tone low because you know he's got that raspy voice. But I was just like, uh, you got a firm handshake. Yeah, damn girl, you got. A firm he did. Handshake. He he was pretty surprised by my handshake, and I was like, uh, okay. It's not bragging if it's true. Yeah, it's not. We learned that yesterday uh, from Troy D's motivational poster. Uh, tone Loke said Shirley Rhodes had a firm handshake. I like that. Yep. Uh, real quick, guys. Y'all know. Uh, y'all want to get to work? Do a little, Shh. do a little manual labor. Yeah, let's do it. Some right. manual labor. Let's do some. Uh, All right, hold on. Let's do a little constructing here. Oh yeah. Let's throw on the old hard hats. Woo. The only problems with these hats is you can't put your headphones on underneath. <laughs> they they don't fit over the headphones. I should have adjusted my I can't, I hat can't. size. My headphones don't fit. <laughs> you didn't do a good job with this hat. I didn't adjust. Oh, I have to adjust it some more. Uh, why are we good. doing this? A, we're weirdos. But B, the ECU football countdown to kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alum. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large scale residential renovations and additions. You can give them a call today, 919 
888-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, proud ECU home services partner. And folks, we are... giving up on even trying to wear my headphones right now. (laughs) We are 190 days away from kickoff. Let's freaking go. And guess who was at practice this morning? Keaton Mitchell. For ECU football. Keaton Keaton Mitchell was there. Rajay Harris. And what a leader. Keaton Mitchell is if you saw that video on Twitter with ECU football doing up downs in the uh, fog of the early AM. But Bryce Williams was there. I saw him post on his Instagram page this morning. Slim 80 was in the house. Slim 80 was in the house. (laughs) Slim 80, uh, if you're nasty. He said Mm -hmm. it was great to be back in the thick. So uh, he, I know he has. He had been saying that he was going to go back out there and check out uh, practice, and uh, he did that this morning, a day after his birthday. I know uh, I'm not going to be a good construction worker because I can't even adjust my hat correctly. I think I might finally got it. David Price Construction, countdown to kickoff, 190 days away from Pirate Football as they kick off the season against North Carolina State at a packed and sold-out Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That's a prediction. That has not happened yet, but uh, it's going to be a rowdy crowd. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, can't wait. Should be a record-setting weekend here in Greenville uh, for that opening weekend. So uh, can't wait, and it'll be the first game of four games, four home games in the month of September. Uh, so it will be uh, the kickoff of uh, a lot of ECU football here in Greenville. A September to, to remember. Remember, um, Shirley, hit the uh, sound effects again. Oh, the uh, okay. How do we? Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. Makes me feel like I'm doing something. These hats are awesome, by the way. Uh, yeah. Thank I kind of want to wear it like Yeah, to thanks dinner. to the folks from David Price Construction who dropped these off for us. You, They're actually very comfortable. Like the inside, the uh Yeah, padding. it's comfortable. The, the, the yeah. cushion, yeah. It's just you guys have super domes. You know, I was... You didn't have to mention that. Well, I, I look, mine fit perfectly. I'm looking <laughs> at new... Uh, <laughs> I hadn't bought a hat in a while. I'm looking at new purchases. Could get might get a U hat, Chandler. I saw that in honor of you. Uh, looking at the old White Sox, I love the Rays spring training hat, and also a uh, Washington Commanders hat. Going to get that when they have the size in that I need. But you know what? I might have just found my new hat. I like it. I think it looks good. A lot of the flow is flowing below it. Uh, you still get to see a lot of your hair. Yeah. Your luscious locks. Yeah. Locks of love. This is cool. Goes great with a Hawaiian shirt. This is a, I don't a say, new vibe. I don't if you were working a, a construction site in Hawaii, that's probably what they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is a total vibe right now. I like it. All right. David Price Construction. Thank you for your 90 days away from ECU versus NC State. It's gonna be fun. Excited. We are forty-four minutes away from first pitch east carolina and north carolina and we are about 24 hours and 45 minutes away if i got my time right from ecu basketball coming up saturday chandler pirates taking on tulsa final home game final chance to go see the pirates at home this year they'll be at wichita state coming up 
in their regular season finale, and then it's off to the AAC tournament. Yeah, that game is at 4 o'clock coming up on Saturday. It'll be senior day, and uh, you will not be there. Who's going to be on the PA? Uh, that would be me. Bringing the ball up the court for the Pirates. Luigi Double. Will Luigi dribble across half court on Saturday? Uh, The Uh, yes is plus 250, minus 300 for the no. Plus 250? Yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen It's not going to happen. No, you got to bet I mean, no. you had the head coach saying that he was wanting to be a real estate agent <laughs> so he didn't have to watch what he was seeing. Yeah. And he's the head basketball coach of this program. There's so no... I'm going to say that he talked to Luigi and said, hey, son, don't ever do that again. If he gets the ball inside the... Or, excuse me, outside of the three-point line, maybe even outside of the paint, I don't think he'd dribble. He might not dribble all game. He might just catch shoot pass pivot no dribbles no it'd be like hot potato yeah like as soon as he gets the basketball he's just gonna throw it away so uh i am not predicting a lot of ball handling from luji coming up uh saturday's game when east carolina takes on tulsa all right uh other stuff going on chandler we've got ecu softball this weekend as well and a lot of it what time's our first game today, Shirley? You got us an update? Um, as a matter of fact, I believe they are starting. They either just started or they're starting at 4. Give me one second here. So, ECU softball in action Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They got two games today, and one might have just started, but they'll play one after this game as well. So, uh, add that to your, your busy, busy weekend sports calendar. Chandler Hornets back in action tonight. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. Yeah, they started at 3 o'clock. Okay. So they're underway, and they'll have another game coming up at 5.30. All right. We'll keep you updated right here on Pirate Radio Live on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Maybe I'm a sucker, Chandler, but I like the long layoff, and I like the Hornets at home as an underdog tonight. Okay. I like that, too. I'm ready for uh, Hornets basketball to resume, and it will resume tonight. Um, I feel like they have not played in about three weeks, but uh, close to it, about a week and a half. So, uh, about to say Pirates. Hornets need a strong second half to the season because, man, we all God knows how bad it was uh, down the stretch in the first half of the season. So, uh, Hornets trying to make a playoff push here. They're currently sitting in that play-in tournament at the nine seed. So, uh, it all starts tonight against the Raptors. So, uh Let's go, Bugs. I like it. I like it tonight. Money line it. Let's go. Uh, Hurricanes in action tonight as well, taking on the Blue Jackets. And then uh, we'll talk about this with Tony Dunn. I feel like there's all – maybe I'm wrong. I, I maybe because I'm not in Charlotte. I'm far away from Charlotte. But I feel like there's like a backlash to this Charlotte soccer team because of how bad the Panthers have been. And for people thinking that David Tepper has prioritized this MLS team more than maybe the NFL team. Nobody has seen him. Not even like uh, people with associated with the Charlotte FC. They have not seen David Tepper. Well, that's that's fine though, right? Or do you want to see him? What do you need to see him there for? There is no. Uh, we want to. We want some kind of communication. It was okay. just. It was just like this here in uh, Pirate Nation uh, a few years ago with administration here. 
lack of communication with the fans. It's kind of going on right now in Charlotte with David Tepper and David and Tepper Entertainment. So, do you have ill feelings towards this soccer team? Are you going to pull for them, or are they they Can don't I, matter? Let me say this nicely: I don't give a damn about this soccer team. Okay, but that makes it sound like you want them to fail. No. no. Okay. All right. I, I mean, if we need to have some uh, some sort of success. In Charlotte if sports, they're good, maybe, maybe it'll come through uh, soccer. Maybe if they're good, through. will you jump on board? Kind of like you do with the Hurricanes and stuff. I will. I don't know anything about soccer. I'm you not you don't get... care about the sport itself. No. Okay. No. That I mean, and the thing about hockey every year, the thing about hockey every year is, you know, I'll, I'll jump on the Hurricanes bandwagon, but it's really not. I mean, it's fun. You know, when they you know, hit a shot, whatever you want to call it. When you hit a shot? Uh, Chandler. Or you, you shot on goal or whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, point exactly. Don't Sometimes, look at me like that. Point some, exactly. I don't know what's going on in hockey. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in soccer. No, I'm not going to get invested in it. Uh, right now, I feel like you are, you're, you're acting dumber than you actually are. Like you know, you shoot a puck, right? Like shoot a puck. you, you hit a puck, you yeah. slap shot, you whatever. You. All right, why are you so frustrated? Uh, you're talking about Charlotte sports, man. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm fine with Hornets. I'm excited about them. You've mentioned Panthers. You mentioned David Tepper, and you've mentioned this damn soccer team that's going to Charlotte. See, you already, you already don't like them because of Tepper. I knew it. I knew it. We'll see what Tony Dunn thinks uh, when he joins us. I'm gonna get me a scarf. I'm gonna get me a Charlotte FC scarf uh i like that i got a i got one from uh when i went to a ecu uh women's soccer game those things are cool and this is mls soccer like this is major, major league, league soccer. soccer this is the number one league in america and the number i will say 87 this. league worldwide i will say this i'm going to make an attempt mm. of getting some you ain't gonna make no attempt You're I'm, right. I'm more of a bundesliga guy myself uh, it is free beer Friday. You can win a 12-pack of Bud Light Next. Next. Brand new, super crisp, zero-car beer, brewed with the tradition and legacy of Bud Light, but created for a generation that wants a more interesting, equally refreshing, and lower-carb and calorie beer option. Bud Light Next. Next. You can win that in hour three. It's... <laughs> What? Everybody's probably like getting their phones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not right now. We're not doing it now. I have tried it, and Chandler Honeycutt likes it. It is Chan Man approved. When we return, Brian North joins us to talk about everything going on in this busy sports weekend. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. 
The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Hawaiian shirt Friday, free beer Friday. David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff Friday. 190 days away from ECU football. 32 minutes away from Pirate Baseball. 23 hours and 32 minutes away from Pirate Hoops, if you're counting. And we have softball going on as we speak. We'll keep you up to date on that and uh, anything else going on on this Friday afternoon on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Sound like a NASCAR driver there. Uh, speaking of sponsors, how about the closer? How about our Trevor Hoffman earlier today coming out of the bullpen and closing the deal <laughs> with a uh, one of our favorites from the past, a blast from the past excited about this one clipper that will be returning to pirate radio should i go ahead and say it yeah because i hate when like we we build up things and be like well we can't talk about that so might as well say it welcome back wings over greenville they're back welcome back wings over greenville i lived off of wings over in college and to be honest to be frank i still do to this day No no way to be frank Glad to have them back. Our buddy Ryan Malley uh, is running shop there and a couple other stores across the state of North Carolina and uh, back with us. So uh, excited to be partnered once again with Wings Over Greenville. And uh, they'll jump back on board in March, just in time for some March madness. So excited about that. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us from WCTI 12. Brian North here on a Friday to get you up to date on everything going on in the world of sports. North, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Clippy. What's happening in the wide world of uh, Pirate Radio Sports? Well, we are gearing up for some Pirate Baseball coming up at 4 o'clock. Three-game series with North Carolina. We'll be in Minji's coming up on Saturday for some hoops. The women are home Sunday. We got Pirate Baseball Sunday. You got the softball team playing a million games this weekend. So, we got something for everybody this weekend, Brian. Yeah, sounds like it. You know, as uh, the winds change here are happening between seasons. And, um, yeah, it's always kind of interesting here as we end February and start March with what's happening. And who would have ever thought that at the end of February, the ECU basketball team would be winning road games. The ECU baseball team would be losing home games. <laughs> yeah, right now, 0-3 at home, uh, 1-0 on the road after the win over Campbell on Tuesday. And they needed that one, Brian. We'll still see how this uh, marathon of a season goes. But uh, I, I don't know in baseball when you play 56 games or whatever, at what point do you hit a panic button? I know it's not after three games, but – I started to look at the schedule and say, man, if they lose Tuesday in the North Carolina, and I, I wasn't ready to hit any buttons or anything, but I'm just saying it's nice to get that win on Tuesday. How about that? Well, you know, I don't know anybody who thought they'd lose one game to Bryant. You know, yeah. University out of Rhode Island, never, you know, those Northeast schools hardly even get a chance to practice a lot of times. So, uh, outdoors. So, I think that one was just kind of an eye-opener with the top ten rankings and a few polls. And, and Cliff had said before the season started this was probably going to be their toughest schedule yeah. he's ever had put together in his time here. They just didn't think Bryant would be one of those tough teams. And so that was 
that certainly was one that caught your attention of, uh-oh, what's going on here? And then you start thinking of the guys they replaced and uh, guys who weren't playing that weekend, and you realize that, as always, this is a uh, work in progress of reloading for ECU and finding out which guys can play. And I think if you go back and look at the seasons here with ECU baseball, there's always a little consternation early on because Cliff is going to play a lot of guys to try to figure out who can play, so by the time the middle of the season comes, he can start getting those guys in heavy rotation and, and putting themselves in position for the postseason. Looking at North Carolina, Brian coming off uh, a, a down year last year, 28-27. Scott Forbes uh, entering year two as the, the head coach. He's been there, Brian, since 2006. I didn't realize he was there for that long as the pitching coach and now takes over as the head man. And uh, they are off to a, a great start this year at 4-0 and, uh, and, and are looking to turn things around this year. Yeah, well, look, you knew they weren't going to stay down long. I think with Mike Fox, when he was leaving, recruiting may have taken a little hit. Anytime you have a head coach who's been there so long, you know, some guys are going to leave. There's been the whole COVID issue that's got everybody kind of messed up here. But, look, there was too much talent on that roster for them to be down another year. Now, the ACC is pretty good, and a lot of those losses last year happened in league play. But um, it looks like they've got them turned around, and I don't think anybody doubted Scott Forbes at all. We all knew he had the pedigree. It's just a matter of getting the right players in place and getting the schedule set up. And so um, I don't think that first year will be an indication about how his career goes. I think uh, they look like they could be pretty good, but so was Duke. So was NC State. And, you know, our state's pretty loaded, again, with some good quality college baseball teams. Brian North joining us. ECU baseball getting underway 4 o'clock. They'll be on the road once again Saturday at uh, at 2, I believe, and then home at 4 on Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium to wrap up the three-game series with the Tar Heels. Brian Hoops returning to Minji's on Saturday. Pirates uh, sweep South Florida. Now they go for the Tulsa regular season sweep coming up on Saturday. Uh, did you hear Joe Dooley's comments following the game Wednesday night? He used the term uh, tractor pull. He said rock fight. Uh, it was ugly in Minji's. And if you just listened to Joe's opening comments after the game, you would have thought ECU lost the game, but they did actually end up winning by four. But Boy, USF and ECU, when they get together, Brian, it is not a pretty sight. <laughs> if there is one coach in America when you would look at a lineup of them and you had to say that guy was involved in a tractor pull in a rock fight, would Joe, wouldn't Joe Dooley kind of look like that? Wouldn't he be one of the guys you pull out of the lineup? Even with a slick back hair, you'd be like... More rock fight than tractor pull, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it looked like he had to scrap for something there. So. Yeah. And look, at ECU, when you're still trying to establish that program, you've got to win some of those rock fights and tractor pulls in order to to uh, get to where you need to go. And and so, look, good for them that they're winning some of these games they haven't won in a long time, uh, it feels like. Or, or when it does happen for one year, it doesn't happen for a long time after that. So um, it's positive steps in the right direction. Fighting for 500 for ECU is like a big moral victory for the basketball program. Brian, looking at the ACC slate for this weekend, uh, North Carolina will go to Raleigh to face NC State. Kevin Keats and his team looking just for something to, to salvage this regular season. It has been a, a bad year for the Wolfpack, 4-13 and 13 in league play, and uh, North Carolina has tournament aspirations. Wake Forest has tournament aspirations. All of a sudden, they have an important one against Louisville. As good as they've been this year, they've got 21 wins but not a, a ton of impressive wins. They're 11-7. and seven. They just lost to Clemson. So as good as they've been, Brian, the computers and Lenardis of the world don't love the Demon Deacons, so they uh, they might have some work to do here at the end of the regular season. 
and I don't and I don't think they're playing their best basketball, and that's yeah. part of it. Now they've had a tough stretch, but I think they play. We're playing very well, middle of the year, and all of a sudden expectations, spotlight started focusing in on them, and now they're they're struggling a little bit. And some of that has to do with the competitions they've been playing, and give everybody else credit. Uh, some of these other teams getting hot at the right time too. But now Wake Forest. Uh, one of the metrics is how you're playing down the stretch, and I don't think they've been playing great. So the good thing is, in this year of college basketball, I don't know anybody right now who wants to be hot right now. It really is going to be the next couple of weeks when you need to catch fire, and it's going to be one of those weird tournament years where a hot team is just going to go through and win. I don't think there's many dominant teams out there. Even the ACC tournament, it's going to be a hot team that wins it, not necessarily the best team, because there's no real great dominant team in the league. So... Uh, interesting fact that I, I, kind of caught me by surprise was Duke has not won an ACC regular season title since 2006. And wow. A chance to do that. They've got a one or two game lead here. Two game lead over North Carolina with three to play. But So that just kind of tells you, you know, the league is, is just kind of interesting, but Duke gets hot in the ACC tournament. That's when they like to win those things. So anybody at the right time, even NC State, as bad as they've been and, and who hasn't been bad is their Quavion Smith, the Farmville Central kid who – Broke the school record for freshman three pointers. He now has 82 on the year, so he's been playing well. I just, I, they're a dangerous team as NC State. They're not deep, but they're dangerous. So I would even be surprised if they catch fire. But Miami's been good in the league. It's just kind of, it's going to be an interesting ACC tournament. We'll see how many teams they get in. Uh, but with the rest of the country not being great either, uh, I think some of those bubble teams like North Carolina, Wake Forest, probably get in on name recognition alone. But a few more quality wins are going to help their cause. Brian North joining us at Duke Stat. I need to turn that into some type of sports trivia question. It's pretty good there, Brian. Surprised by that one. Yeah. Outright regular season title. And, and I mean, they're always like winning the tournament. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since they won a, a regular season title. Which we know, you know, Royce, uh, Roy Williams used to like to cut down the nets at the Dean Dome whenever they would win at home against Duke to cap off a regular season title. I'm not sure if Duke will do that in Coach K's last game. So, Duke at Syracuse coming up on Saturday. Roy Williams steps away last year, Coach K in his final season. And you've got Buddy Bayham and Jimmy Bayham as seniors on the Syracuse team. So, Jim Bayham, uh, probably the next legend to go. And uh, that, uh, how long, how many years has he been getting questions about this, Brian? It seems like every, almost every press conference he's asked about it. Like people are trying to run him off almost, but he's, uh, he's sticking around. But uh, I don't think he's got too many more years there uh, with the Orange. I think, yeah. I think when his kids are gone now, yeah. this is how long he's been there. I'm old. And when I was young, he was at a basketball camp, uh, the Highlander basketball camp. He was, uh, the big name instructor, a speaker guy that came in. So you're talking that was mid to early 80s. And so that's how long Jim Beheim has been around. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, he can call it anytime he wants, uh, but I think he'll probably go out with his kids. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Other fun facts for you when it comes to Syracuse, Joe Girard III, I used to play basketball against his dad. We played, uh, we, were high, we were in the same, he was a few years behind me, but we played high school basketball against each other. Wow. All right. There's uh, Brian's. Joe Girard, though, Six degrees of separation from Jim Beheim there. Yeah, well, Joe Girard II went to Siena on a basketball scholarship. I, I went to JMU and discovered beer pong. <laughs> beer pong legend. Brian, I loved uh, Big Monday growing up on ESPN, and you had the Big East. And I and, and Jim Beheim, he was a, a basketball player, right? So, yeah. let's see, he was a, okay, he was a walk-on and uh, turned into a team captain. Okay, uh, but... When I saw when I saw him back then in the 
early 90s, I guess late 80s, and he had the suit on and those big giant glasses. I just always wondered, I remember as a kid, like, how did this giant nerd become a basketball coach? <laughs> he did, he just did not have a good look, and he's he's kind of stuck with it. Through his, his glasses have gotten a little smaller and a little more stylish, but, uh, but he's had that same look forever now. And I will tell you, when he went to that, I always remember that basketball camp when I was like seventh grade, eighth grade, somewhere around there, and he sh- put on a shooting clinic. He oh, wow. And he, so he was a pretty good shooter. And I was like, oh, my God, the nerd can play. It's the same deal. <laughs> you know. But he also, in Syracuse, you have the run of the land. You know, There's no other real big university in upstate New York or anywhere around there that when Syracuse calls you, you go. So he had fertile grounds, including New York City, where he could recruit. And so he found a good spot for him in Syracuse, but he really there was no no direct competition right around him to really battle him for any recruits. And so that that helped him uh, have a much longer career. But uh, he was always kind of labeled the whiner. But he yeah. three two zones were infamous or famous, however you look at it, for the ability to cause other teams problems. So he was he found the formula to last a really long time there. One championship that uh, one year with Carmelo there at Syracuse and. Uh, Bayheim and his orange will take on Duke coming up on uh, Saturday. Brian, we got Rob Maloney, D.H. Conley head basketball coach, coming up next here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, the Vikings will be playing some home uh, round three playoff basketball coming up on Saturday. And we've seen uh, Jason Mills' uh, baseball team make runs, obviously, and uh, Nate Connors' football uh, Vikings make a run in the playoffs. But this is, uh, I don't know, a little bit different seeing Conley basketball surviving and advancing here in the playoffs. And they're doing it 1950s ugly old. Oh, it's uh, it's rock fight, right? <laughs> it is a that is a rock fight. You know, four corners, Phil Ford style ball, and when you win and when you score with 35 or 36. <laughs> Uh, and I think they've won two straight games scoring 36 points and winning by double digits. That just <laughs> That's the magic number, 36, Brian. Yeah. Uh, so Rob Maloney, give him credit. You know, his, his uh, daughter is going to be an astronaut probably. Maybe yeah. We'll probably go into the stars. But uh, Rob finding some rocket science ways to win some ugly high school basketball games. But in the end, they don't care how you win them, just that you win them. And so good for Conley getting into the third round of the playoffs. I used to rely on Brian to be one of my heavy NASCAR guys here on Pirate Radio, but it sounds like you're getting further and further away from your uh, your NASCAR watching. Brian, do you even know who Austin Cindric is? I, I not until Sunday. <laughs> no idea who that, that was. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Rusty Wallace car. How is that winning a race? He, Rusty could never win there. And then I guess Brad Keselowski, I think, took the two car to victory lane once, but. I just had flashbacks to Rusty never being able to win, and then I'm like, then I had to pronounce the I had to pronounce the guy's name. Where is he from? So zero idea who that cat was until he crossed the line first. They'll be in uh, California racing coming up on Sunday as uh, the NASCAR slate is back as well. All right, Brian, uh, we'll wrap it up there. What what you got going on this weekend? Well, let's see. I got the Prince's house built the other day. Nice. Ariel Epstein is going to be back. That's right. Yeah. We've got some brunch scheduled with uh, the prop queen. Now that she's all famous and got a gazillion Twitter followers, my paltry 4,500. So (laughs) she rubs that in my face all the time because when she left here, she had like a thousand Twitter followers and her one goal in life was to beat me. And it's just been a Wow. Whooping when it comes to the Twitter followers. It is a beatdown. Planning to see her uh, coming up on Saturday. So we'll welcome her back to Eastern North Carolina. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Outside of that, I think I've got to uh, put up some backsplash or something. I, I don't know. What's that? 
the stuff, you know, like subway tile that goes behind the counter where... Oh, yeah, yeah. So when they splash stuff, they just wipe it down instead of repainting. The handyman, Brian North. Always something to do, right? So enjoy it, Brian. Crowding tile. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week, North. Appreciate it, man. All right. Sounds good, Clipper. There is Brian North joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, a free beer Friday edition of PRL. We're going to give away a 12-pack of Bud Light next and a large two-topping pizza at Domino's Zero Carbs Beer is here. Introducing Bud Light Next, super crisp and refreshing light beer brewed for what's next. Look for Bud Light Next at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light, probably distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. We'll be giving that away coming up in hour three of today's program. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you in hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also cabins that are air-conditioned and can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, can we get the content junkie on a mic, whether it be one of those or in here? Because uh, I say we wrap up this hour talking NASCAR. And... Right now, Mr. NASCAR is 0-3 on his NASCAR plays this year. So I need a little help from the junkie himself, C.J. Schaefer. C.J., we are uh, going back to Cali. Yep. Where uh, where exactly in California are we this weekend? Fontana. I believe it's just west of L.A. It's in, it's in SoCal, but I don't know exactly where. All right, Fontana, 3.30 coming up on Sunday on Fox uh austin sendrick gets the win um daddy's boy you want to chime in turn on the microphone there daddy's boy thank you for chiming in on that uh chan man Perfect. so uh set the scene for cj who are the drivers to watch out for this weekend so i'd say a couple guys who typically do well at the uh, big tracks like this kevin harvick kyle larson obviously um alex bowman i think he won I think he won Michigan. No, I'm sorry. Ryan Blaney did. Won Michigan last year, and it's pretty much the exact same track. Okay. Uh, so Ryan Blaney's a guy to watch. Hey, you say Kevin Harvick typically does well here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on some kind of – did he win last year? He did not. He's on a Kyle Busch winless streak. Yeah. Where at what point do you say, like, Kevin Harvick used to do good here, but not anymore? Like, do you still think Harvick has something? I still think he's got something. Um 
He didn't, I mean, he didn't win last year, but Stuart Haas Racing also had a down year last year, and he still pulled out, uh, I think it was the third or fourth best average finish in the Cup Series last year, so he was still, you know, pulling in top tens and stuff, just not getting that one hump over to get a win. All right, looking at the odds, Cal Larson is the favorite. I see him plus 300, Chase Elliott plus 600, and then Kyle Busch at 650, Hamlin, Truex, Byron, Blaney, and then once you get into the quadruple digits, the uh, the plus one hundreds, the ten to ones, uh, you got Alex Bowman, Logano twelve to one, Harvick twelve to one, Reddick uh, fifteen to one, Brad Keselowski at twenty to one. I mean, just seeing his name there, um, yeah. uh, and maybe he'll wreck the field again, and he'll be the only guy left standing. So when you see the odds. Larson the favorite, but anybody beyond him that you would think about possibly going with this week? I would like Blaney. Um, I think Nine to are, one. I think that's good value. Uh, and he's grouped He's grouped with a lot of guys you said that are at nine to one right now, right? Uh, he and William Byron are nine to one. Okay. Yeah. I, I like the value on him. Um, when is or has there already been qualifying for this event? Qualifying? Uh, ooh, it might be today. There's... And they're starting to bring back practice uh, because of you know COVID and all that. They weren't doing practice. Oh right, they would just show up and race. Yeah, yeah. But they were. I mean, this week's only going to be like a thirty to forty minute practice session. But I mean, that's that's enough to get 15, 20 laps in, and that'll give you a little a uh, little uh, a good idea of who's going to have a good car this weekend. So. It looks like uh, there there is practice qualifying returning. Sometimes qualifying is important. Sometimes it's not. Like if you're at the back of the super speedways, you can get up there yeah, by the it end. Doesn't matter. So how important is qualifying for a race uh, like this one? Um, it's good to know, especially like it gives you the idea of who's going to be turning the fast laps, especially especially with such a short practice session that we're going to have. Um, guys are going to get at get in and get out quickly uh just to see what they have and when you look at uh who's got you know best times up there for practice you're going to get a good idea of who's probably going to be leading the pack this sunday uh chandler do you have anything to add none okay fair enough (laughs) xfinity race on saturday and uh, the top uh guys will run on sunday all right so your official pick last week to win the Daytona 500 was Blaney. So who's your pick to win Sunday? Um, I'm gonna ride with. I'm gonna go Larson. Okay. Uh, go with the favorite. Yeah, I don't really have a basis to to know who's gonna have a good chance to win this race, but it's also kind of hard to tell uh, at the start of the season. You got to let it go. You know, a month or so into the season to have a solid idea of who's gonna have a good car, and that's why like. You, you were a little wide-eyed at Brad Keselowski being so low. Well, that's because, you know, he's on a new team. Yeah. And you know, like you said, Daytona's kind of – it's a crapshoot. He's know? living off his name, I guess, at this point. Yeah, so we don't really know what to expect. We know how good he is as a driver, but we don't know how much this team will help him be the driver that we know he is. So we, we need to get a couple races in like Fontana or – uh atlanta in a couple weeks richmond in a couple weeks uh we'll get a better idea of what we can expect out of him i'm either going with denny hamlin because he's a panther fan sorry to and a that. big hornets fan and a hornets fan or i'm going with martin truex jr Eagles because fan. a buddy of mine has cornhole boards with his name and car on it all right 
the picks are in. This is like the 40 bowls in 40 days thing where, like, you had half the people choosing a team. that they You needed to come up with their own reason for why they're picking them. Yeah, I like your reasoning there, Chandler. Uh, it is a crapshoot. I, I liked Denny Hamlin years ago because he was associated with Joe Gibbs. So he was my favorite for a while. I wanted a new favorite guy, so I, I took Chase Elliott. I like the car. And uh, so there you go. All right, good stuff, content junkie. Get back to, to doing your content. Junkie. Junkie. Talk a little NASCAR here. When we return, we'll talk some NFL and also follow along what's going on in Chapel Hill, East Carolina and North Carolina. Softball, quick update. Softball, Shirley. What's our softball update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dabak? Dabak. Uh, Villanova has jumped out to a 2 nothing lead on a top of the first inning two-run home run. So, 2 nothing Villanova over ECU right now. I'm angry winking right now. I'm angry winking. Get it together, Wink. Come on, Wink. Or you'll never come on Pirate Radio again. Wink, wink. He'll be back. Take a time out. Come back. More to go after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back hey winslow's is open tuesday through sunday for lunch dinner and the famous brunch starting at 10 30 on sundays and located on fifth street beside the state theater they have the best selection of beers around and uh, you can uh, have an exclusive dinner buffet as well just check them out once again winslow's in Uptown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2 on a free beer Friday. We got some zero-carb Bud Light Next will be given away today on the show coming up in Hour 3. Still a lot of guests to get to, including Morgan Ehlers, Mark Greenhelge from the Golf Shop Radio Show, and Rob Maloney, head basketball coach at... D.H. Conley, as they are off to round three of the state playoffs, Tony Dunn joining me, a proud Conley Viking. Yes, sir. And Tony, um, the sports uh, were not great when we were in school. No, there at not Conley. at all. But um, the uh, when I think Conley now, I think more baseball, uh, softball, uh, volleyball, and then you, you get to football. Bas- I don't think basketball. So pretty impressive to see them where they are right now. So uh, we'll, we'll get some Conley pride going in hour three of today. Baseball show. was our strongest, I yeah. think, when we were, were coming up through there. Jason Mills had just got there uh, when we were wrapping up our tenure. And wasn't Coach Maloney involved with the football program back then? I don't know about football, but he was around, and I'm not sure His what His wife year. taught science yeah. as yep. well, correct? Yeah. And we, we were... I feel like we had Maloney's in at Cox and Conley, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. so. He's been around a while. We'll talk to uh, Coach Maloney coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, Tony, um, I talked about this with Chandler earlier. So, Charlotte FC, which Hmm. I do have a problem with their name right off the top. Because it's FC? Does it elicit just curse words to you? That's kind of what it elicits to me. 
No, not no. at all. What's because what league are they playing in? Uh, who knows? Like some soccer league? The MLS, Major okay. League Soccer. All right. Their team is called Charlotte FC, which stands for Charlotte Football Club. Okay. And I do realize that you don't like it because you just lost your great name of Washington football team? I just feel like we we have these dumb names for these teams over here because we're trying to pretend that we're a soccer country. Like Real Salt Lake, DC United is like Manchester United. Right, like two copycatters? Yes. I thought they were name... calling it soccer, yet they're calling it football club. It's two different things. Full disclosure, I thought they were called Alley. Who's that? Their spots. No. Uh, <laughs> like, well, uh, like you get the, I love this. It's their, a bit of soccer uh, jerseys. It's, I think that's a bank. It's an eyesore when you see it, but you get used to it. Like if you watch soccer long enough, because right, all the teams. Who you cheer have, for? I like Samsung. Capitalism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like, uh, and Swansea City was the team I rooted for, and they can never get a big name sponsor. So it was just like <laughs> random gambling website. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like, that's who I root for. We're the, we cheer for the Breakers. <laughs> so, anyway, now they play their first game ever. They're a new franchise, which hilariously, the coach came out a couple weeks ago and said, We're screwed. That, all right. So, that's what I, that's what I was talking about, Chandler. Yeah. That, is, that was real. And why did he say that? I think it was like just injuries and the training and like it's not gone well. He so said we're screwed. They tried to puff him up on Charlotte Radio a few weeks ago as being like this young, great, you know, I actually kind of like a football Borrego, I feel like. Football Borrego. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, so you're happy with what the Hornets are doing at the time, you know, and then we're getting this and the Panthers are terrible. We like this young, enthusiastic ambassador coach, and he says we're screwed. But it's funny about this is I also heard at one point like they didn't even have all their players yet, like just like two right. weeks ago. Yeah. It was like, hey, yeah. we're still doing tryouts for the game tomorrow night. Um, so what? Why? Why Here's, did he say this? Why? Well, yeah, that I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out tomorrow when they play DC United and lose four to nothing. But so. Here's why I bring this up. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm not in Charlotte, but I feel like there is already a backlash against this team. How can this be? Because people don't like Tepper, and they're so mad at the Panthers and think he's focusing on this, and it somehow takes away from the Panthers' success. And maybe I'm wrong. Do you have any ill will towards the team? Certainly, um, but not the team, but I, I feel like this is a moment where David Tepper could really revolutionize the game of soccer, and he could appoint me to be the... Oh, jockey goalies? Yes. Oh, don't ruin the punchline. <laughs> it's a three-part plan. <laughs> All right, sorry. Chandler ahead, has not heard the three-part plan I pretend plan I didn't say that. Go ahead. There is a fundamental problem with soccer, right, is that uh, hockey went through this in the 90s, is that there just wasn't enough scoring. It's a fast-paced game. There's no stoppage in play, but there's just no scoring. Mm -hmm. And Americans need goals. Yep. So in the 90s, what they decided to do is reduce the size of pads for the goalies because they were taking up the whole goal. 
the problem is this is a lot of people said maybe we should make the goal bigger maybe we should make the goal bigger well you can't do that in hockey because then it would mess up all the statistics from you would have the asterisk of the pre like i played on the small goal and i was better than you guys on the big goal here's the thing soccer's goal is already the size of a school bus you cannot make it any bigger it would it's already ridiculously big okay the football field is the pitch as they call oh wow look at you the pitch is so absurdly large it is I mean, these guys. And they, they run, are, I don't know how many miles a bef- game. Yeah, and before they even get close to scoring. <laughs> so it's like, all right. So we need to enhance scoring. That's what we need. We need more points on the scoreboard. The three-part plan Chandler's is already left. I know. He didn't even listen to it. <laughs> First, Chandler, listen to this. You got to mirror the three-point um, contest in the NBA. You know how they got the money ball at the end, like of the last of each rack, you get yeah, that one's red, worth white, more. Blue ball. Yeah, so we put the ball on a timer, and every three or four minutes it's flashing. And if you make a goal while it's flashing, it's worth two points. It's an additional, right, enhancing scoring. Okay. Number two is this: is you make different zones on. You make a three-point line. Yeah. You make a three-point line. I deal with MTV Rock and Jock. You exactly. used to have spots on the court where you could hit 10-pointers. But here is the ultimate fix. Here's the one. Here's the ultimate fix to soccer. Chandler, you ready? They always put the biggest, strongest, fastest, or the best athlete in goalie. Right? You've got a six-foot-five guy. Definitely he the to, tallest dude He's got to be playing goalie. And you can't make this goal any bigger, bigger. So there's only one solution. You have to make the goalie smaller. Jockey goalies. We are going to take that sign from the roller coaster place where it says you can only, you have to be this tall to yep. ride the ride. You have to be this tall to be a goalie. You have yeah, to be this you short. have to be below well, I mean, this yeah. line. If your head hits the top of this uh, right here, mark you're it out. down. Mark yeah. it down. This is a three part plan to revolutionizing soccer in America. I just fixed the world's most popular sport. What are you thinking? Like five, three is the cutoff? Like imagine these little tiny oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was feel. I feel like that might be a little too tall. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to bring Americans into the sport of soccer. My whole Tony. question is, and that was great, Tony. Thank you for that. So you 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 probably don't have any feelings at all towards this team. Ah, uh, no, not okay. at all. I, um, all right. So here's some kind of sideline stories that relate to the Carolina Panthers football team is that one of the things that David Tepper did when bringing this team in, this football team or this soccer team, is that they took the natural grass out of Bank of America and then put in the AstroTurf. And this is so they can have events events all year long. You can put the concerts out there and you're not going to mess the grass up. I went on a tour of Bank of America, like one of these private tours once where like 12 people and we got to do everything. We got to go into the press box. We got to go into the locker rooms. How did and you then get that? You can ju- you could just sign up for me. You had to pay like you know fifty bucks, and we w- went as a group. Uh. But then you go to the field, and do you they know would- who you're talking to. I, oh, that's right. C three Panther podcast. Yeah, watch they out. Would, Be careful. We walked up. We walked. They were like, "Here, we're going to give you down on the field look." And we walked right out there to like basically where you could walk out of this like uh tunnel yeah the tunnel thank you 
and then like you can't get on the grass <laughs> like they would not let you any, couldn't get on the carpet pretty like, much no it was like forbidden and the natural grass was such a prized possession that they wouldn't let unless you were just a player or a coach uh, authorized person they would not let you out even on the private tour uh, which i found sorry. is crazy I, I thought that you were talking about the artificial no stuff. this is pre-turf no this but is the what grass. i'm saying is the that's when they have real grass and so now you that's can get how out there much, and do whatever yeah you want now you can go out there yeah and because have it's mud basically carpet. yes did you see a story uh while we're on this topic of the guy going into it was a stadium in california I want to say it was the Padres baseball stadium. He somehow got his vehicle Petco Park. Not only into like he went. Did he get the deep on the field? Nuts? And that's what he was doing. Hell yeah! And he got and arrested. Did it not mess it up? It looked like it was dirt. I don't know how these fields operate. Maybe they plant the grass or bring in the grass later. But it looked like it was all like dirt out there. Well, you know, there's been a lot of conversation too about artificial turf and. Um, I guess the natural pitch uh, after Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. And a lot of players came out and said uh, that they don't like playing on turf. I even saw players that are speed guys that seem like they would benefit in the track environment more so than the other players that yeah. they also were endorsing natural grass well the but, phrase we always hear tony is they got a fast turf so these guys yeah. are gonna be super fast uh, maybe it's trending in the opposite direction well now. we talk about it every baseball season when ecu gets ready to play campbell which we did earlier this week on tuesday yeah about the dangers of an artificial turf. They, do they have an artificial turf they yeah do. because I, their park was built so a minor league team could play there so the major league team whoever it was just built the whole thing it was and, the houston astros yeah, it yeah. was their affiliate mm. so um, yeah, it, it, that was that's always a concern going to Bowie's Creek, and of, of course, there's other college baseball teams with artificial turfs. But I mean, you know, you got, you just got to be careful out there because. Uh, and we talked about it with the players on the uh, in the players' lounge too about their concerns and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely. I, I'm just. I'm not a big fan of the artificial turf. I'll sail away. I'll sail away. The Pirates got Lean Hoover on in the first. That was it. Uh, they go uh, four up, three down. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. And North Carolina has just hit a leadoff home run in the bottom of the first inning. Oh my gosh! It is one nothing Tar Heels from Boshmer Stadium. Mm. So there is that. Uh, Tony, nothing like playing on your home turf and having, well, now sometimes nine home games because of the seventeen week schedule. Um, There's a game but, in Germany this year. You know that? Don't kill the punchline. Oh, sorry, we're got, even oh, now. Nice. But, Tony, at least when you play on the road, you're playing on American soil, and you can still get to the games by car, by motor vehicle. But not so fast, Tony. You know why? Because they're playing a game in Germany this year. I don't like this stuff. I don't know. I, don't, well, I hope it's not the Panthers doing it. Though. The Bucks are playing a home game, so it could be the Panthers. I would think it would be a non-divisional game. Okay. I would think. Like, what are they doing for the the england games are they non-division i want to say most of them I feel like are. it's like jacksonville versus when washington went over there we played the Bengals. when okay. y'all went over there y'all played the Bengals, right or am i wrong about that the buccaneers y'all played the bucks in england Ooh, wow yeah wow way to throw our whole hypothesis off really 
Who did Atlanta? Play Atlanta play. I feel like Jameis Atlanta Winston. plays to the Jags every time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe okay. I'm wrong. Maybe they do play division games overseas. Another man on board, by the way. I just Alex. don't like it. For my team, if they're losing a home game, that stinks. But, like, the travel, yeah, you probably you get a bye week after that. But it's still a shorter week because you play a game and then have to spend that extra time traveling. I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I don't care because I'm not a season ticket holder. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this means for season ticket holders. Do they have to pay for that ticket? Do they get I would it? hope not, but the NFL tries to make every buck they can. I just don't know why are we for Is Germany really clamoring for this? Maybe they are, but I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see... Like, it sounds like a cool thing for fans to go and do and try, but... Here's the thing is I don't want my Panthers to ruin my Germany vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean, imagine that. You go there, you spend all this money, you get blown out. Yeah. Like, I'd just rather go to Germany. If I want to go to Germany, I'll go to Germany. You know what? I haven't even Germany. factored that part in, uh, like, the fan it's, experience of losing the game. It's a long ride home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a long flight home <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Uh, some other NFL news and notes. I'll tell you what, let's stick Panthers real quick. Yeah, saw big, you guys. A, well, big signing, a no signing today. Oh. What did you just say? A what big no signing. So no. you're not uh, Ian Thomas, the tight end? 180 yards receiving last year. He's more of a 188. Blocky. Let's get it together. So you're Sorry. saying this is a, a, a nothing burger story? Um, no, I'm, I'm actually, it's probably an interesting story for Panther fans is like what uh, is the impetus behind this signing. One of the things is this is a three-year deal, $16 million, but $8 million is guaranteed. So $6 million signing bonus, $2 million, I'm guessing, in his first-year salary. It's a one-year, $8 million deal, and then they could probably get out of it with very little cost after this. So that is – the question is, a lot of people are saying, though, is what in the world warrants paying Ian Thomas $8 million next year when he had, like Chandler said, 18 catches for – 188 188 yards last year. And the best thing you can say is is that his blocking got better. Um so that does that seem a little pricey for that, but I kind of wonder then, all right, what's the, there's got to be some sort of, or you would hope there is some sort of rationale behind making this deal other than this agent just fleecing the Panthers. <laughs> and uh, to me, what I think this means is, is that like, look, is everything's going to be on a one-year type contract at this moment because it's a rule, prove it make it year we don't want to make too many commitments beyond that yeah and i wonder if the tight end position with ian thomas and who he was kind of uh, spoken highly about by matt rule all season long is about doing the right things like and the the things that don't show up on the stat sheet yeah usually the things that matt rule talks about and then cuts you the next day for exactly but um you got to just. I wonder if it's just more of a familiarity thing right, right here. Is that like, look, is we got a lot of moving parts. We're going to have to fix. We're going to have to change. We're changing the whole coaching staff. We're changing. We're going to try to make some big improvements on the offensive line. There could be a quarterback change. I like when well, my team keeps the guys that have been around, but that's more like sentimental than wins and losses, right? So as far as the Panthers getting better, like I don't think they got better today by keeping. What him. could it? What could this mean by, you know, the new offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo? Is there, is there a way that he can utilize 
Ian Thomas more than just blocking. Well, you would hope so is that. So Ian Thomas came out in his rookie year and had 333 yards receiving, two touchdowns, man, and really looked to be a promising prospect from a pass-catching role. Um, and then the problem, though, is he was a liability in the blocking game at that point. And he got somehow got into Ron Rivera's doghouse because he goes from being a big part of the offense to only playing something like, I don't know, it was like something like 12% of the snaps the next year. And the, I mean, this is the proverbial Ron Rivera doghouse. He's put guys in here. It was Ron Rivera's last year. Well, when Matt Rule comes in, he is playing 40 to 42% of the snap count for the season, which is a respect. That's a starting tight end role. His productivity and the offensive capacity did not jump up, right? But then you got to wonder, is that because of the scheme? Joe Brady didn't seem to use his tight ends much in Carolina. They drafted Tommy Trimble, who... I, I wanted to bring him up. Is there any hope or thought that he could... Because, like, he's a pretty good athlete, yeah, right? Yeah, I think they're trying to just say that we got two guys that are... One's 20, uh, Ian Thomas is 25. He's gotten better as a blocker. He's uh, athletic enough to be a pass-catching receiver... Or pass-catching tight end when needed. The familiarity of this, I think, is important because they're trying to build an offensive line. And, and Matt Rule has said funny stuff like this. He calls them the front seven. Right? And calls I mean, who what? The offensive line. With yeah, two tight ends. Like, like, two <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, I mean, is that obviously they think that I think, or obviously they think I think. That's a lot of I thinking. I don't know. I guess they just want to stick with – Freaking Ian Thomas, man. Rather than go out and find somebody. <laughs> we talked about it for five minutes, and your last statement is, I guess they just wanted to stick with him. I mean, like, they instead of stick with him, trying to find Thomas. somebody different, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that you don't know. I mean, I feel like Shirley right now. <laughs> Chandler, you a big Ian Thomas guy? I mean, it's boring. He looks fat boring. Fat. right now. It's boring. Yeah. He's boring. He's boring. Okay. How, how do I like a guy because he blocks well? Yeah, I hear you. All right, Susan Dean says... Well, somebody who wants an offensive line, that that's the true statement of a I Panther tell you fan. What. I don't want a guy that blocks well. I, I tell you what, Matt Rule really loves the number seven. Mm. Front seven, seven years, just like Jay-Z. Oh, and Clip, we got to talk about your tweet you sent me. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that when we return. Uh, Susan Deans is in, Chandler. Oh, I wonder what she said. Maybe hashtag extend. fire Matt Rule. Oh, I thought she said extend Matt Rule. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't She'll make her angry. She'll come through that front door and slap me. <laughs> hashtag fire Matt Rule. And says, I hope it, Tepper experiences the feeling of being a total loser with his soccer team, too. So that's what I'm talking about. She the, is. Yeah. She's like, I hope Alpalooza or Alapalooza management goes bankrupt this <laughs> month with the, with the Ukraine problem. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return to more uh, NFL talk right now as we take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. North Carolina up one nothing in the bottom of the first inning. Two outs, one on as the Pirates try to get out of the first. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back. Uh, do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. And as we head back into the show, clip a quick uh, Buck scoreboard update for you. Uh ECU lacrosse is on the road at George Mason. They're trying to, um, Amanda Moore's ball club is trying to uh, remain undefeated right now. They are trailing George Mason 5-3 to three with less than two minutes to go in the first half. Mm. ECU softball has got a big old hole they got to dig themselves out of. They are trailing Villanova 7-0 in the top of the third inning. Mm. Overcast in eastern North Carolina. Mm. And the baseball team's down one nothing. Mm. Yeah. I have Cloudy. no good news to report. At Cloudy. No sun. Cloudy. Got, man, the brightest thing in this whole story <laughs> is your shirt. That is true. Uh, because if nobody else can bring the bright and the shining light, I will. It's a positive clip. Tony, it seems like there has been quite a bit of overhaul uh, in Carolina, in Charlotte, for the Panthers this offseason. That continues. Uh, I saw this story. Panthers and pro personnel director Matt Allen are parting ways. So sad. Now, I don't know what that... Allen was the last Richardson family member remaining in the building. He is the grandson of Jerry Richardson. And he is the father of Britton Burson. I get this news on Jeans Friday. Who's going to continue the tradition? Uh, yeah. How about this? this? Is a sad, sad day for a guy I never heard of. <laughs> and who, I never have either. And uh, I thought you know he was what? more you got like a way Kyle cooler Allen, title than your job. You know, we 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 don't like the nepotism, and the reason we don't like it is because it We're never benefited us. <laughs> yeah. I, I, how awesome would it be? If your granddad owned a football Actually, team and you could just work for the team without knowing anything at all. At this moment, nepotism is helping this show. We've uh, known each other since kindergarten, homie. You got homie. Oh, yeah. You got the gig because I knew oh, who you were. Exactly. Yeah, but you were also doing a show and you know. Nah, and I'm you know your Panther stuff. You do. I would have reached Not out really to some yes, you do. You, you do what we do. You're the common man talking about your favorite team. Yeah. I mean, your podcast, I might, I hope I'm not saying something false, but it's one of the, one of, if not the most popular Panther podcast on YouTube. It's pretty, I mean, we got a good now, community. When I tune in on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock, which everybody out there should too, yeah, yeah, uh, good there's, time. there's a lot of people commenting and uh, donating and doing all that kind we of stuff. We have, uh, in the off-season and the after the worst season that we've potentially had, at the probably where the interest level for the Carolina Panthers has been the lowest, we have over 100 people watching live for a, a ridiculously long show. So, That's yeah, awesome. It is. I mean, it's hard. I, mean, I went back and deleted our calls. Like, like I'm trying to just like clear some space out of the mailbox. We've had over 400 calls since November. That's crazy. I know. And I'm like, gosh, why do you guys want to talk this much about this? <laughs> why do we do That's this? That's how I feel this? on the uh, fifth quarter sometimes. Nah, we, um, I'm happy to come in here on Fridays, man. I have a good time hanging out with you guys. Um, and you guys do good work here, too. I'd be turning, tuning in all the time giggling. Chandler be funny as all get out. Shirley's always in a bad mood. <laughs> And CJ's always just fighting for his life over there. 
Uh, no, he's Hold not. on a second. Yeah. Shelly's oh, always in a bad mood. I just mood. had to mess with her today. I, I was getting ready to say, I'm not sad. always in a bad mood. Just today. <laughs> well, no, it's not so much that nah. today I'm in a bad mood. It's just, it's been a long day for some reason. It is, cl- I mean, it is overcast in Pirate Nation right now. Softball, what we said, softball, lacrosse, and baseball. And baseball. Yeah. All losing. And I bet you ECU basketball won. Did they win last? Well, no, they were Take supposed to play. Hold on, hold on. Because oh. I'm always going to get it wrong. I felt like Did I was ECU come. men's basketball team win this midweek? Yes or no, Tony? Yes. Yes, it's correct. Yes. I was waiting for them to they ask. They I, thought you, were, I thought you were asking basketball. about the women. They won by uh, four. Did you lose your bet? Well, yeah. But okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All is right with the world. Um, yeah, and you're right. We do see give CJ a lot of crap because, uh, and he does a great job. Like when I last looked over there, he was watching some San Antonio Spurs highlights on the My clock. Man, he's so smart over there. He's getting it done. To the team. Don't know what that has to do with pirate radio or content, but I hope you enjoyed those highlights. Oh, he probably knows. I think he knows more about sports than probably everybody here, except for Clip. I'm not going to get on Cliff's bad side. CJ's a, yeah. Well, ch- he does know a lot. He's a content and sports junkie. I would say he we is. all know our fair share about what's going on in Deportes. I know this too, uh, Tony. The Ben McAdoo oversized suits. I hope that is still a thing. I hope so too. Now, as a coordinator, he's probably going to be more in like leisurely outfits. But he dresses like a... Like a like when a kid, like a 90s movie where a kid gets the job as a CEO or something. <laughs> and has no- It's like from, and big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks and big. Why is his suit so big? A, I, I, I think of it is like Is he this. fat? I don't think he's a fat guy. I feel like it's more like, um, so my son is 14. He's so skinny, but he's also grown so tall. Like it's hard to find clothes that fit him. Like So he, he doesn't fit in a men's suit. But he doesn't fit He's in a, a kid suit. Yeah. And um, so it almost feels like Ben McAdoo just wore his like older brother's suit. Yeah. It's like an adolescent child. It is so ill-fitting. and It's awesome. Now, I what, mean, they've made fun of this guy for eight years over this suit. They, it could be a case too where he is secretly fat, but he's got a skinny face. Go look at when, all right, so look. his face does not look like the face of look a fat at, man. Look at that! Look at that look right there. All right, all right so this kind of ill-fitting suit. It's huge. This '80s mustache he's got, he's got going on in the hair. Now go Google Ben McAdoo pictures when he becomes the coach when he's on the field. And I'm telling you this is that let's see this slick back. We need the slick back hair look. This. Oh. The kind of Sperano. Okay, he looks snort. He's got, but that hair and the sun. Nah, what, he looks like a weirdo. This is man. what this is, bro. Is year one. He's uh, Tom Hanks from Big. This is a ridiculous That's picture. Tom Hanks from Big. Year two. He is Gordon Gom- uh, Gordon Bombay and <laughs> sees in year two. Mighty Ducks D two. Do you remember when he was trying to sell the loafers and he was playing Iceland and he had his hair slicked back and he tried to. Ben McAdoo is Gordon Bombay from D two. Man, uh, I tell you what though, he can he, he can fit into any crowd. Why do you think he likes Gardner Minshew so much? They are brother. Like it's he might be Gardner Minshew's dad. He's had. Him. I didn't see Gardner Minshew blasting that dude. He's cut yeah. his own hair before. Yeah. in that picture. And it's just wonderful. He has had so many looks. 
he looks like he fluctuates in weight he's such an interesting man i love him now he's my face the most interesting man in north carolina (laughs) right now Tony, you got to do one episode this year where you uh, you wear grow like out a bat and can't. just wear the biggest suit you can find, <laughs> which was just the suit I wore last year. Do it in uh, for oh. Halloween, yeah. That you can't fit into hey. it anymore because you're uh, you're too skinny, dude. That's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> he looks like a man child. I've been trying to tell you, like that his this parents dressed him up for church and they used the dad's suit. And if you think about where he's taking the job at at the moment he's taking over the new york football giants and it's like the one of the most like high profile yes. he's setting the tone with oh, he's suit. just like i'm a regular guy who drinks <laughs> schlitz <laughs> i'm a schlitz guy all right enough on ben mcadoo yeah, he suits. drinks uh, you know what and you know why that suit doesn't fit him because he's been crushing bud light next zero carbs Look at this guy. True pro. What a marketing True genius. pro over here. We'll give away some Bud Light next, a 12-pack coming up later on. Next. Tony, I sent you a picture that I saw last night on Twitter. Oh, so good. Of uh, one of your former quarterbacks and my current QB, I guess. Well, yeah, I know he's still on the roster because he's Ron Rivera's butt boy, Kyle Allen. <laughs> and your Jeez. quarterback, Sam Darnold. I like how Clip can say this stuff with it doesn't even pause. But if I said that, he'd be like, "Calm down, Bud Boy." Yeah, is that the okay? Mm. Maybe I shouldn't use that term. Uh, Ron Rivera loves Kyle Allen for some reason. Oh, we joked at sports trivia. You weren't out there, were you? Out there after that night, where we had this whole thing going that Kyle Allen was actually like his ch- his, love his mechanic. No, he was the mechanic and for Ron he, Rivera. He turned into the team mechanic. And, like, during practice, Kyle would be out there, and Ron would be like, hey, change my oil. Antonio Gibson uh, needs to rotate his tires, Kyle. We need you. We had this whole storyline going as to why they keep Kyle Allen around. Okay. Ironically enough, he got in the game that Sunday and fumbled the ball because he had oil on his hands. Motor oil. Baby oil. <laughs> uh, Tony. So this picture. I'm trying to find the picture. Um, I was stalling. I might get that tonight from Familia, by the yeah, way. That looks pretty good. Um, so this picture, when it comes to. Do you want, to, do you want me to pull it up? I Didn't you retweet it? I'm pr- probably. Why can't I find it? Got bad news, folks. What? I know. Another Delete. home run. Oh, you just retweeted my. Okay. So this is Josh Allen on vacay. I don't know who's beside him, Tony. I don't know who that is. Uh, that is just um, <laughs> token black guy for the picture that it, they had to bring in. What is this? A '90s sitcom? It really, and he had to truly have his looks one like black it. friend. Okay, uh, but Kyle Allen's in it, and Sam Darnold making his goofy smiley face, uh, living living it up. Um, they are trying their best to get some of Kyle Allen's talent. And is that how you tweeted it? All right. His runoff talent. I tell you this, so are uh so are Kyle Allen and Sam Darnold's ladies trying to get that runoff talent too. Well, t- well Josh Allen says, "Hey boys, you put up the numbers I did. Maybe you can get your girl will have a booty like mine." <laughs> is there a booty? Tony, don't say that. Is there a booty uh prize today? What do you got a booty, yeah, booty bag? bag. Booty it's bag? called yeah. uh, Bud Light Zero. Uh-huh. Um, Next, I tell you this is that if Gardner Minshew was in this picture, 
the drip would they be all trying to get his runoff right there and his girl like he would see this is what i've been trying to tell you about sam darnold and kyle they're just nerds dude nerds you can't win with nerds like you i mean you look like you're ready to go into battle for that guy best nerd quarterbacks i think about andrew luck yeah, kind of caveman quarterback. Now, the caveman kind of throws you off the it nerd does. mentality, but he's a very intelligent guy. Okay. Uh, nerd quarterback. Now, Ryan like Fitz, just dorks. Pa- Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could call him a nerd because he went to nah, an Ivy like League school, cool, but he's cool. Yeah. He's not a nerd. Who are the, the top nerd QBs that we've seen in our time? Ooh, is Peyton Manning a co- nerd I think he's too much of a jock to be a nerd. Really? Yeah. He's kind of goofy. He's kind of dad, Nerd dad jokey. Like just the most boring man you've ever met. Russell Wilson is a dweeb. Ah, he's, he's a dweeb. <laughs> That's a whole different category. Yeah, it might not be the there's right There's nerds, one. there's dorks. He's a dweeb. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good one there. Let's see. I would probably say Trubisky. No, he's kind of like a dumb jack. He's puny. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, Matt Ryan is a nerd. He is boring. I'll give you that. He is boring. He is paint dry. He is a boring fella. Okay. So I why, guess, why do I? Some, y'all help me out. Well, I know I'm trying to think of names and nothing's coming. Like to. every one of your Kirk Cousins is not a nerd, but he's something. He's a dweeb. Who's the coolest quarterback? Cam was at one point. He was pretty cool. Some people would say ridiculous. Uh uh, did something happen that we missed? They're all watching Ryder Giles commit an error at shortstop. Oh, have we already seen it? And Chandler's not chiming into the conversation. Um, Michael Vick was cool until the dog. Tank. Actually, that's when he kind of picked up in my book. <laughs> he got cooler. Yeah. Okay. Because he left Atlanta. I'm sure y'all have already mentioned him, but Cam Newton had swag. Yeah. Like nobody's business. Get, think, just go watch your game, Chandler. Don't worry. I about think us. Uh, Joe Burrow is cool. Right, Certainly. like he's oh, super cool. cool. I think master. Jimmy G. Look, you gotta give him his props for his own reasons. All there. right, back to the. Is this guy a nerd? Joe Flacco. Yeah, he's nerd looking. I think he's nerdish. He's like oh. creepy look. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is not. Shirley says Daniel Jones. It's oh, he's that's a good guy. Yeah, that's good one. One. that's a very you, Shirley. good one. Thank you, That's Dude, a very good one. Very good. I was like, where where was Daniel Jones ranking on the nerd scale? Very I'm good. He's pretty yeah. high up there. Jameis Winston. What category are you putting him in? Ridiculous workout category. He's like in, he's got the best workout videos. He's in him. the space cadet category for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he fits what into did a category. He say? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not nerd. It's like a, he's like the Tony of discussions where he's like trying to say one thing. He's I'm, I'm trying to say one person's name and he just completely botches it. What well, he, like the trainer said before the game. <laughs> wait, what did he say? He just said go All be right, you prepared. Kurt Binkert. Oh, a I different can. type, yeah. but you're right. Very nerdy gamer guy. Gamer guy. That's a good point. Jared Goff, nerd. <sighs> boring. He and Matt boring. Ryan are in that yeah, boring category. Let's move on. Lamar, Josh Rosen. Lamar nerd. Jackson's in the cool quarterback category. Somewhat. I think he's pretty cool. He's cool. He cool. That's a cool dude. That's I, I cool tell you who dude. was, and now... Eli Manning was a total nerd. Nerd. He was the Daniel he Jones before cool. Dan. Yeah, no, I just don't. Know he if does. He is word. charismatic. <laughs> is now nerd that you the word? get to know him, 
I'm trying to think of what I would, I would Tyrod Taylor more of a dork than a I think yeah, so. There yeah. you go. That's good. Yeah. Uh, who was I about? Oh, you know who was in the really cool category and is now into a different category, which I'm trying to think of a name for it. Aaron Rodgers. He used to be the coolest quarterback in the league. Yeah, and now he's now drama he is, queen. Yeah. Now, have you heard about the cleanse he was on? Yes, we've talked. About I've done it, on it the before. Show. Did you go through the steps? <laughs> what are the steps? Uh, what is the steps? Can Did you, you say it on, on the radio? Like, oh man, man it's like uh, this crazy where you first start by inducing vomiting. Oh boy. Yeah, it's like a basic. When I say he went on a cleanse, he went on a day one vomit cleanse, day two to partial enema. Like, yeah, like, I mean, this is like, this is a different type of cleanse, bro. He's got to stop doing his own research. What is wrong with this dude? <laughs> I don't know. What's right with him? Everything. So he was You're pulling clearly... the trigger. He was pulling his trigger. I don't know what that means. But... <laughs> Sticking the finger down your throat to force yourself to vomit. <laughs> so he's like, like, uh, he's like, uh, look, Chandler's like this. I hope you go home and. And you're like, uh, you hope I go home and kill myself? All right, next, dude, next time. Next time, like, this goes to anybody. If you're, I've at the, done that before. When if you're, you're at, at the buck and you just feel like, oh, my before. God. When if I you, feel like I'm not going to go to sleep no, unless I vomit. Stop, stop. Yeah. Too much. All bail right. hell for... Bail hell. Let's take a time out. Mm. Bail hey for Jesus, please. Mm. North Carolina <laughs> up oh, two to nothing now over ECU, a solo home run in the second inning. I got a scoreboard update for you. I don't even want it, Charlie. Or do I? Damn. Well, we're inching closer. Okay. How about that? All right. All right. ECU's lacrosse just scored. They now trail by one, seven to six. We want more. Less than eight minutes to go. We want more. In that we game. We want more. We want more. ECU softball puts a run up on the board. Wink, baby. Wink. So we will not get shut out, but they still trail Villanova seven to one. Top right of the fourth. Oh, <laughs> right on brand. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're in striking distance. All right, we'll take no time quarter. Out. Come back. More to go after this. Weird show. Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, PR927FM. You can join the over 53,000 followers today. And as we head back into the show, a quick Buccaneer. Musical scoreboard update. We have a tie ball game in lacrosse. ECU and George Mason tied at seven, less than six minutes to go in the game. Back to you, Clip. By George. We've got a ball game. We want more. In. Oh, boy. Not in Carolina. How is this? George Mason. Washington, D.C.? No, that's in Virginia. Huh. What in city? the VA. Yeah, it's like Jamestown, isn't it? Uh, Alexandria, maybe? Williamsburg. We're just naming... Uh, Williamsburg? No. It is in Fairfax County. Psych. Oh, Fairfax, Virginia. Um, That's fair. 
Fairfax. Is that where is that in Virginia? That's got, is where that, Fairfax is just outside of DC. Okay, so I wasn't too far okay. off. Yeah, but What's Fairfax County. I don't know if Fairfax Great County is Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, I've been there before. You took your kids there, Tony? Yes. Did you like No, it? not Great Wolf Lodge? Yeah. No, but Bush Gardens, yes. Uh, and I've got to ask this. is why? How is this pitcher for the Tar Heels? He has so much sweat on the brim of his hat. Like, it's so stained. How could he be working that, that hard? I just don't get it. Because it could, Tony, it could be a foreign substance. Who? Mm. With two infield singles. Lane Hoover has hit the ball <laughs> twice to second, right? Yeah. Choppers and has beat him out for singles. And Hoof. That's what Hoof does. The Pirates have two hits. He has two hits you to and, get the second, and they have not got. Hey, stay in your lane. Yeah, buddy. His name's Lane, by we, the way. Did you get that double entendre? No, I did not. <laughs> um, but now I do. They have not hit the ball out of the infield, and he's got two hits. Hey, whatever it takes. We'll take right? it, small ball. I tell you who can hit the ball out of the infield. Jump on the Tilt-A-Whirl. Tilt-A-Whirl. Because Bryson Whirl is up to plate. That uh, chicken cheesesteak or whatever it is behind the plate is uh, making me hungry. <laughs> Looking nice. <laughs> you ever see good advertising? That first? is good. <laughs> that is great advertising. That, man, did you see that curveball? Look like a chicken cheesesteak out there. <laughs> i tell Ooh. you what. It suckered me into that one, man. I know what I'm getting when I leave. All right, uh, do we have any other NFL news? And Oh, Matt Nagy back with the Chiefs. Who's he, he nagging? He will be with Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes leaves his nagging wife, uh, fiance, and, and brother, brother. And now Nagin. Matt Nagy takes over. Um, this is weird. Isn't it because uh, everybody says Biennemi is such a brilliant brilliant man now they're bringing back naggy to nag everybody so naggy's the qb coach okay but Ooh. it is high it is far it's short it, it is, is caught oh. uh why there's like a discussion on b enemy and they had to put out a news article he will be returning to the chiefs uh this season because there was talk like they might not bring him back i don't know his what. contract was up and okay. then people continue to associate his name with a hot coaching name yeah like the public thinks he's a hot coaching name yeah it just turns the NFL out community the, does not the nfl doesn't like him for whatever reason yeah i guess he doesn't interview well or he you know you can figure it out. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, Matt Nagy joins the Kansas City Chiefs. As uh, Oh, I, I didn't get to this yesterday. This will be a good way to wrap up the hour. Start thinking about teams, and I'll give you a list. Uh, teams that won like four, five, six games last year. Jets, Texans. Is that ready to take a step? Yeah. Jets, Texans, Jags, Giants, Lions, None of them. Panthers. Okay, you say that, but we would also said that about the Bengals last year. You got to remember that. I know, Tony. You don't they have, read they it have again. a quarterback. Read it again. Uh, Jets, Texans, Jags, Giants, Lions. I'll throw the Panthers, but they had five. Those other teams had th- four or right, less. You tell wins. me. Well, here's first of all. Here's why I bring it up. The most popular bets to win next year's Super Bowl, 57, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Number one, the Buffalo Bills, and they're plus 750. These are not like the favorites. These are the most bets 
on teams. Number two, the Bengals, because you still get a pretty good number, plus 1,500. Number three, the Rams, plus 1,200. Number five, the Chiefs, who are our favorite. Number four on the list is the Jets. <laughs> now, is this just absolutely deranged in yes. New York fans? Yes. Or are they deranged in thinking that year two quarterback, young coach, got hurt? You remember that Martin Lawrence stand-up? Deranged. <laughs> see a deranged. Yes, they're deranged. My point is they are trying to equate Wilson to Burrow, Salah to Taylor. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what is? Um, we should start a book and start taking only Jets. I'm with you for the most part. It sounds Bowl. stupid. It sounds ridiculous. But nobody uh, sat here and said the Bengals would make the Super Bowl last year. So it is possible. No, but I did say they were an interesting team all year long. Right? You're not and saying that about any of these other teams. I Trevor. Would, now Jacksonville could be a candidate just because their quarterback. Maybe. I'm not really seeing that either. Maybe. I mean, maybe the Jets are on this list of like we think that we like. Like their head coach in Salah, and we think that they may have a young talent at quarterback. But other than that, I don't really know enough about their team to say, man, I'm really excited about them. I would say that the Detroit Lions were the toughest of all these teams on that list this year. But Late you, in the season. Yeah, but you know, I don't even see like how are they going to take a next step. No, you're, that's a good point. They were in a lot of games last yeah, year, Tony. Uh, here's one thing that Zach Wilson can't control. Uh, the Jets are the only team in the NFL that gave up 500 points last year. The Jets, ooh. Yeah. And they got a defensive coach. And, and, you know, they do have two top 10 picks this year in the draft. That helps. <laughs> okay. Just like the Bengals got Jamar Chase, maybe yeah. they get a weapon. How do you think, um, who wins the most games on this list? Like, so instead of us Jets, like, thinking Texans, of it as a Jets. crazy turnaround is who wins the most games on this. Um, and I can God. see the the Giants getting to... I don't know why I feel this way about them every year, but like they could get to eight. <sighs> they stink, If number too, eight man. could they be stink. behind quarterback. I don't like the Texans. I don't like the Jags. Maybe the Texans Jets. Texans play in a good division, but they got Lovey Smith. They'll be all right, but... I don't no, love no. like the Bears and Vikings, so like Detroit could win a couple more, but out of that list, I would still say the Giants. Wow, I mean, I'm not ready to say the Panthers, and I'm not ready to say the Jags until I see anything out of them. Yeah, all right. I guess maybe it is the Jets. <laughs> We've come around, uh, and and you think about their division. Bills are still going to be good. I think the Patriots are going to be. Tent back They're going to the be fine. Yeah, actually, you know what? The Jets are going to stink because the Bills are going to be great. The Patriots are going to be better. The right? Dolphins they're, are better than the Jets. Yeah, and the Dolphins, I mean, the only way they're going backwards at this point is if Flores was really a giant attribute to their team. I mean, they're not going to change that much. I'm kind of liking their wonder boy coach, too. I'm like so, ripping I, I, bong hits and calling plays, playing Madden. I'm starting to think that they might have something down there. But, uh, Tony, thanks for joining us today, man. Thank you. Good, sir. We will uh, talk to you next week. Yeah. Tony Dunn. Check out the C3 Panthers podcast on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. live. You can find it on 
iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get it. We could, uh, you know, just get in there, leave us a little comment, say, you like the Donate some money. Maybe hit hashtag Fire Matt Rule. Susan, Dean Susan Deans. Yeah. And support Pirate Nation. Come on, Pirates. Pirates down. see some sweat on your bill. No, no outs in the bottom of the third. Two on for oh, North Carolina. Sailor losing his lusto. Quick uh, lacrosse update. ECU just tied it up eight apiece with 11 seconds left to go that is a crazy in the game. game. Wild What's that? one. Wild one in Fairfax. It's a wild one in Fairfax, and in softball, ECU has tacked on another run. They now trail Villanova seven to two, top of the fifth inning. Chipping away. Watch out. We want more. Is this lacrosse game on for us? I kind of yes, it is. It is on. It's on uh, the ESPN app. If you pull it up, you can find it that way. All right, I'll take a timeout. Come back. Uh, Morgan Adler's Giants House. Tommy return after that. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. And as we head back into the show uh, clip, I need to uh, take the heat on this one. <laughs> as uh, I had previously said that there was it was a tie ball game and we were going to possibly go into overtime with lacrosse because I mistakenly thought that there was two halves in a lacrosse game and that is incorrect. There are four periods in lacrosse, so it is currently well, halftime. So there are two halves. Technically, yes. They just played the first half. Well, yes, they just played the first half, well, and you know they are tired at eight. I respect you so much that when I flipped it over here and it said halftime, I <laughs> thought they had a graphic error, but no, they were right. And I was it wrong. Turned out to be that you're the one that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, wow. now, okay, oh, before we get in there, all right, now before you haul Keep off and try right to now. do shots fired, <laughs> Why would you I will that? have you know. That both Clip and I both have PA'd lacrosse games, and we should know that there are four periods in a lacrosse game and not two halves. Wait, so, are you at least, me under the no, bullpen? I'm just saying. <laughs> you <laughs> could have easily corrected about. me. Yeah, Clip. I'm sorry. How did this come to me? All right, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's your all. fault. I'm sorry. Uh, so, we got another half to play. I'd flipped it over there to see the conclusion, but now I'm back to baseball. Uh, we got trouble. Trouble a brewing mm-hmm. in Chapel Hill. He's on the bump. 2 nothing. ECU trailing North Carolina. Bases loaded. We are in the bottom of the third. And uh, it is... It's one out, I think. One out. Trouble time. Uh, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to the voice of Daddy Ficklin Stadium, Menji's Coliseum, and sometimes Clark LeClaire Stadium. He is Morgan Aylers joining us on a Friday. Morgan, how you doing, man? I am doing good. I'm very disappointed that neither of you knew that oh boy. Ross had four periods. Hush, Morgan. 
Well, that's why we have experts. In, like in you my on the defense, show. I, it's been a while since I've done a lacrosse game. Well, well, I have learned something in the last two or three minutes listening to you guys jabber. <laughs> so. High fly ball in the center is going to score a run unless Bryson Whirl really breaks out the cannon. And it's going to be three to nothing, Morgan, in Chapel Hill. Pirates right now trailing and uh, have some makeup work to do here if they want to get back in this one on a Friday. Yeah, I'm actually sitting here at Tiebreakers. Uh, Drinking a nice cold Nickelodeon Ultra Superior Light beer with uh, what eight carbs, three carbs, two carbs, something like that. So watching the game and hoping the Pirates can rebound on it. But it looks like there's a good contingent of Pirate fans there today. It does. Like more than Carolina. No doubt. Uh, Pirate fans showed up before the game at the Sub Dogs in Chapel Hill and at the game at Boschmer Stadium, and I'm sure that'll be the case probably even more on a Saturday, Morgan, I would imagine, coming up tomorrow. And then a uh, big uh, crowd on hand, I'm sure, for Sunday's game at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, I will be in Minji's coming up Saturday, Morgan, and uh, I'm excited about it. Pirates coming off a win. It was ugly. Joe Dooley called it a tractor pull, a rock fight, whatever you want to call it. It was a uh, Pirate victory on Wednesday night, and they'll try to win their home finale coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I hate that I'm missing it, but I'm glad you're getting the call of the game for me. I've got an event. I've got a, uh, a DJ for and uh, you know, the Pirates have played good basketball throughout throughout most of the year. There's been some games that you look at them going, man, that's just ugly. And but for the, you know, we've had five or six games, I think it is, that have been decided within you know two to three points in the last few seconds of the game. Those games could have went either way for the Pirates. And same thing the other night against Central Florida. It wasn't pretty, but you know. It's an ugly baby, but it's our baby. And another base hit, and it gets by the right fielder, left fielder. Oh, no. Hunt coming around, and Carolina is, could have broke open. We'll see. Mm. But anyway, yeah. we'll play by play action. Um, but, you know, talking about basketball, you know, these guys, you know, they're playing hard. They're, they don't have that dominant score. I think at times you've got Vance Jackson or you've got Tristan Newton that can go in and. Uh, score a bunch of points really, really fast. But other than that, you know, East Carolina doesn't have that that guy that you walk onto the court and say, okay, he's a 25-point guy. We better, you know, lock him down. And, uh, you know, the other night was, was no different. But there were a lot of guys that scored. I thought Brandon uh, Brandon Suggs hit it. Sugg, Sugg. Shirley's watching some games. She's not paying attention. Sugg, Sugg. Here we go, Morgan. You know, I, I really love watching him play basketball because he doesn't do anything spectacular. And not, not a knock on Brandon if he's listening. But he does everything really, really well from def- uh, defending to rebounding to pushing the ball at the court to pa- I mean, passing, scoring. You know, he's just so fun to watch. And uh, I really think that, you know, we've talked about it, that he's that glue guy that most teams need. And, you know, the Pirates now, they're one game above five hundred. Uh, have a chance to go out tomorrow to go two games up and then go to Wichita State. Those are both winnable games for the Pirates. And uh, hopefully that'll be the case tomorrow. They get two games up, win a third one, then go into the tournament. You never know what might happen at that point. So, uh, you know, you know, it's Pirate basketball. Love it, leave it. You know, give you a heart attack, give you insomnia, whatever you want to call it. But it's Pirate basketball, but we've got a chance to do some things here in the next couple of weeks that Hasn't been happening in a long, long time for the ECU Pirates. 
Morgan Ayler's joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. I'm excited for some March Madness, Morgan. The conference tournament's going to be a lot of fun, and of course, the NCAA tournament. And we are getting down uh, to the wire here. And in fact, we got conference tournaments beginning next week. So that's exciting. I think the first one might actually be on Tuesday, but I know some are getting underway on Wednesday, Thursday, and, and Friday. And then, of course, ECU will play the following week in the American tournament. But uh, it's it's a fun time of the year, Morgan, with all these games going on. It really is. And, and you know, people have talked about the transfer portal. We've talked about it a lot in football and some in basketball. But with the transfer portal this year, teams that – you would look at last season and go, well, that you know they're not going to be very good. They're pretty good this year. You know, you got some guys that come in, two or three guys that you know make a big difference, and that's that's changed a lot of out, uh, outlooks on some of these teams going into March Madness. I don't think there's as many deep teams this year, meaning that you know you take the field of 64, and then you've got the uh, two playing games. So I guess it's technically 68, but. Uh, I think there's going to be some bubble teams out there. There's more bubble teams this year. And uh, once the final picking's done, there's going to be a lot of complaining that this team didn't make it or this team didn't make it. But they might have made it based on name recognition alone. I'm going to say Carolina. Just going to throw that out at you, whether it's right or wrong. But just because it's Carolina, they might make it over a team that is just as deserving but didn't make it. Well, Carolina's a good example because I feel like they're they're kind of right there at it. They play NC State coming up on a Saturday. Duke, Syracuse coming up tomorrow as well. As a lot of a lot of and and boy, the the slate is packed for uh, for Saturday. Uh, we'll run it down before we get out of here. But Gonzaga, St. Mary's will be good. Baylor, Texas is on Saturday as well. So a lot of good games coming up this weekend. Morgan, uh, we'll let you run, man. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes here today on the show. Have a fantastic weekend. Before I let you go, clip 6 o'clock tonight, we've got the huddle, and it's going to be Brian Weingart's group of Little League commissioners going to be on the show tonight. Cool. Uh, had a chance to talk to him yesterday and, and do the interview with him, and does a lot of neat things with Greenville Little League and with uh, area sports in general, and a uh, great time with Brian. Uh, that comes up tonight at 6 o'clock. He was running the scoreboard on Saturday right beside me uh, at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, great guy, and uh, uh, looking forward to that at 6. We'll, uh, we'll hear from you then, Mork. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. And by the way, he'll be running the basketball scorebook tomorrow. All right. I'll be along his side. He'll be calling out uh, each personal foul to me so I can announce it to the crowd. Well, if you take the score sheet that they give you and you they call a foul on number 12, you mark number 12 and then you put the team foul and you'll know it before he does. Morgan, I like to have a backup plan. So do I. But now you're also his backup plan if you <laughs> score sheet. Trust me. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'll do it myself. See you, Morgan. I know. Morgan Aylers joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. I am jealous of Morgan. He's at the breaker. The breaker. That's right. He is uh, enjoying, well, not enjoying, but watching this game. And East Carolina right now uh, down 5 nothing in the fourth. And just like that, a pop-up to start the top of the fourth. If it hasn't been Elaine Hoover, Hoover dribbler Hoover. to second... Hooba, uh, Hooba Stank. Hooba Stank. The uh, the Pirates have not got on base today. It's uh, it's been ugly. It's been a struggle for this baseball team on this Friday. All right, let's uh, Shirley to make somebody a winner right now. Let's go ahead and give away our Brewski. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. How about some cold beer? Three one seven twelve fifty. Shirley, what caller you want to? 
award today? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. Must be 21 or over. Must be 21 or over. You will win Bud Light next. Bud Light next. You get a 12-pack, also a large two-topping pizza to Domino's. It can be yours if you are lucky. Caller number 12. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. Next. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Ethan Rogerson of Greenville. Picked up free beer friday and he got to uh, walk away with a 12 pack of bud light next and a large two topping pizza at domino uh, at domino's zero carbs beer is here introducing bud light next super crisp uh, crisp and refreshing light beer brewed for what's next look for bud night uh, bud light next at your favorite retailer today bud light proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And speaking of the Pirates, here's a quick Buck scoreboard update. ECU and George Mason are in the third period. They are tied at nine apiece. And uh, ECU looking to score. They currently have possession. And uh, ECU softball still trailing Villanova 7-2, top of the seventh inning. Now back to you, Clip. All right, thank you for those updates, Shirley Rhodes, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Uh, Pirates uh, right now down 5 nothing in Chapel Hill in the bottom of the fourth inning. We'll keep you up to date on that, Chandler. You see, you see how Wilson has the back of his hat? Did you see that? Is it uh, flipped up? It's like flipped up. Yeah. That looks uncomfortable. Whatever works. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line now and talk to Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, good to talk with you as always. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Clip. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, lovely weekend here. Lovely Friday in eastern North Carolina. One of my guests uh, chose to move to yesterday on the show, Greeny, so we could play golf today. So a uh, good golf day here in eastern NC, and uh, we will talk some golf. Greeny, uh, I guess let's start with what's going on off the course, because you brought up Phil Mickelson last week, and in, since that time we've chatted, Phil Mickelson has apologized for some comments he made regarding uh, the, the the Saudi tour and the, the new tour, uh, the new tour that is uh, expected to rival the PGA if, if Greg Norman and folks have their way. I believe he's also lost a sponsor. It sounds like he may go on a hiatus here. So could you, uh, the old explain it to me like I'm five, this whole Phil Mickelson deal. What the heck's going on here, Greeny? Yeah, well, he apologized to the LIV group that is the basically the Saudi golf group. Uh, he didn't apologize to the PGA Tour. He didn't apologize really to anybody, but the people that have obviously paid him money. Um, you know, we find out from Alan Shipnuck's, you know, tweets and his what's in his upcoming book that Phil is, you know, part of this and he's kind of helped put it together. And we don't know who the other people are, the other players that may have been a part of this. Um, you know, there was rumor that it maybe was Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. They have since 
pledged their allegiance to the PGA Tour, so maybe they saw what happened and reversed course quickly. Uh, so is that why you've seen a lot of statements out this week from PGA golfers, Greeny, so they can say, hey, we're not the people Phil's talking about or whatever? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident in that. I mean, yeah. and, um, you know, President Monahan basically, or CEO Monahan this week, basically said to everybody, you know, hey, you've got two choices. You can either, you know, play on the PGA Tour and be happy about it, or you can go play in that league. And if you go play in that league, there's the door. Find it and, and, and you know, have fun and don't come back. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, like I've said before, I, I think I've said on, on your show before, too, that, you know, it, with Greg Norman, it's the same way. It's like Greg and Phil are the same kind of people now. I mean, Greg Norman didn't give a crap after he stopped playing golf about golf until it was something that he was making money on. He disappeared, and then when he was back on um, the Fox coverage of the U.S. Open, suddenly two weeks before the U.S. Open, he starts tweeting about golf again, and then when it's over, he disappears until the next year. And hmm. we hadn't heard anything from Greg Norman until suddenly he's announced as the CEO of this group trying to do a rival tour. So um, the whole thing is very strange, and uh, this has definitely hurt Phil. His Ryder Cup captaincy or anything to do with the President's Cup is, is probably out the window now. Um, I was totally expecting Phil to be uh, the Ryder Cup captain at Beth Page Black when it came back to the United States in a, in a what, three, uh, whatever, four years now. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely hurt his legacy, and uh, we don't know where, when and if we'll see Phil play again. And you mentioned Greg Norman in response to the Monahan comments. Greg Norman uh, says, quote, simply put, you can't b- ban players from playing golf. Players have the right and freedom to play where we like. Uh, so he's trying to put out statements now to to get more people on their side. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work. So uh, I remember talking about this with you last year when, when it, the idea was kind of formed and now it's it's i guess getting closer to to happening and everything but um it's it sounds pretty ugly although it sounds like there's a pretty unified front from these pga golfers right now at least the big names right greeny that they're going to stick and uh, play in the pga tour yeah well especially rory mcelroy i mean he threw phil under the bus about as much as anybody he's actually on the player advisory council i think he's the 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 leader on the player side and, you know, basically calling out Phil saying he doesn't know what he's talking about and, and it's absurd and, and he has no clue as to what's happening. And that's been the point all along is these guys are like, hey, Phil, if you want to change, you've been on tour for 30 years. You've never you've never once been part of something that's been able to make the change. Like, yeah. Where were you for 30 <laughs> years? So um, it's, it, it, you know, there, Phil's made $95 million just in earnings on the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour is responsible for him making hundreds of millions of dollars in sponsorship money. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, you don't see, you know, other sports giving away their media rights to the, the individual players. So, number one, why would golf do it? I mean, I think the PGA Tour, yeah, they've definitely done some strange things before. I mean, if Phil's suspended, we'll never know about it. I mean, if Dustin Johnson was suspended back in the day, we don't know about it. So, that you know... They do a good job, I guess you could say from the players' perspective, they do a good job of keeping things somewhat secretive to protect their players, but yet Phil throws them all under the bus. So, um, And it's funny, you know, the first thing out of his mouth was greed, and yet this has to be a greedy decision on his part for what he's doing. Interesting stuff. Good breakdown from Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Joins us every Friday, and the Golf Shop Radio Show is coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, I know, I know you love when 
Golf comes back to the East Coast. They're playing in the Honda Classic in Florida this weekend. And uh, Daniel Berger, at the time of this recording, is on top of the leaderboard. What are you keeping an eye on down in Florida for this tournament going on, Greeny? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, Sunjay M came in as the uh, the heavy favorite in this tournament. He's going to miserably miss the cut. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was only a few of the top 15 players in the world playing in this event. Um, so this is kind of one of those in-between events that sometimes you get a lot of the top players, sometimes you don't. This year it happens to be one of those where you don't because it kind of moves around a little bit. Um, and a lot of guys are looking forward to the next event, which, uh, which is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So when you start looking at it from that perspective, um, you know, this is, a, this is an opportunity. Uh, with not a lot of the big names in there, for somebody to to jump up and make a name for themselves. I mean, Daniel Berger is obviously somebody we know and somebody that's won before. Um, but Kurt Kitayama, who had the lead after yesterday, is uh, a guy who started on the European Tour. He's an American guy that started on the European Tour and has played well enough over there to get himself some starts in the PGA Tour. So does this give him an opportunity to maybe get some more starts in the PGA Tour or win and become a part of the PGA Tour? So that's kind of the storyline for me. The other thing is the wind. Um, traditionally, what you've seen so far in the first two rounds is in the morning, it's been really calm. And you, if you're out in the morning on Thursday or Friday, you need to make hay. And then if you can have a good round like Daniel Berger did in the in the breezes yesterday afternoon and turn around and, and rip it up again this morning, shoot 500-500 to get a 10-under and a, and a three-shot lead, uh, that's what you got to do. So that's what you look for is to see as we go to the afternoon Friday, who can put up a good number in the afternoon and get themselves into contention in the wind. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. You mentioned when we were talking about Phil earlier, the Ryder Cup, and how he, you thought maybe would be a captain. Looks like Zach Johnson uh, will be the U.S. Ryder Cup captain. Greeny, uh, amongst you, you golf talking heads, uh, how important is that? I mean, has there been examples of bad leaders uh, for the Ryder Cup in the past, and good captains, bad captains, and and where does Zach Johnson fit into all that? Is this is this a big deal to you at all? Well, you know, I, I think it is a big deal, and I think um, Zach Johnson being around Steve Stricker, and that's kind of what the U.S. squad is looking for, is they're kind of using the European model of guys get to be vice captains a, a couple of times or President's Cup captain or whatever, and then they move into this role. So for me, you know, we the, the Azing, Paul Azinger in doing his pod system, it worked great that one time, and I never really felt like it, that was the thing. I felt like you had a bunch of guys, he tried something different, it worked, but I think we, we hung on to that too long. I think what you really got out of Steve Stricker in this last Ryder Cup was he let the players prepare the way that they prepare every week. And we've always seen it. The U.S. squad is very much an individualistic type of team, and these guys like to prepare as individuals. Steve Stricker let them do that. There wasn't a lot of, let's hey, let's all have dinner together and watch the movie Miracle before we go play Sunday singles or whatever. Um, he let them, you know, lounge around. He let them go to their weight room. He let them eat when they wanted to and had very few team events. And I think if Zach Johnson keeps that alive, I think that's the key to the American squad. These guys are so used to preparing in a certain way that when you change it in a team format and make them all do different things, I think it impacts them. So I think from that standpoint, as long as we continue down that road with these particular set of guys, then that's the way to do it. You may in ten years it may be something different. So I think you've got to change with the times with the players that you're going to have on your team. That's to me what's important. And as long as the captain understands that, they'll be successful. 
Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Some uh, good golf discussion there. You'll get a lot of that coming up Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, we are focused on some East Carolina baseball. The Pirates playing North Carolina coming up this weekend. Three-game series. So that's going on here in the state. You've got uh, the Hornets in town tonight as they play the Raptors. you got NC State and North Carolina in hoops. And also, and I'm trying to find where this game, <laughs> game is, I saw that... Charlotte FC will be playing their first game in the MLS. Uh, they'll be taking on DC United on Saturday. Uh, so is there any kind of buzz there in the uh, the Queen City about this Charlotte MLS team making their debut? I think there's a little bit of a buzz. Uh, you know, with the Hornets kind of uh, laying an egg here yeah. the last couple of weeks, um, the, the, the audience has shifted a little bit, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see from a David Tepper um, venture standpoint. You know, we, we changed the field in Bank of America Stadium to artificial turf because of Charlotte FC. So um, Charlotte FC better come out of the gate and, and, uh, and make some serious hay or they may fall by the wayside, too. I don't know. You know, Charlotte, it is very interesting. Charlotte's a very what have you done for me lately town. If a, if a team's winning, they're all about it. If a team's not winning, they kind of fade off into the sunset a little bit. So um, this is something that definitely need. It'll be a splash to begin with, and they need to get some W's under their belts to keep the buzz alive. If they don't, then I think they just become another team here in Charlotte that uh, you know you like to go get some tickets and see once in a while. So uh, I, I might partake once or twice. You never know. All right, good deal. And uh, speaking of what have you done for me lately, uh, looks like Brad Brownell is not going to get the Clemson Tigers into the tournament this year. They did beat Wake Forest, I think, earlier this week. But uh, are you Clemson alums uh, happy with with Brownell, or is this year uh, a, a concern and you, you start to heat up his seat a little bit? It's, it's, it's an oddity with you know Clemson football, and you, you can definitely equate it to some other sports. I mean, obviously, Clemson football is a juggernaut, and, uh, you know, Dabo – probably gets a huge break for for last year with all the injuries and whatnot but uh you know i don't think they'll have a problem resurrecting that on the basketball side of things it's always interesting i think brad brunell is a great coach he's just not been able to recruit consistently enough players to keep this program going and you know so i wasn't even paying attention and somebody said hey clemson upset wake forest the other night i said of course they did they've had a they lost six games in a row and pretty much played themselves out of anything, and they turn around and beat and then they turn around and win a big game yeah so, you know, why wouldn't they do that? But that's kind of the thing is that, uh, you know, who else are you going to get? Yeah. You need somebody that can coach and somebody that can recruit, and that's a tough ask. You know, I always thought, like, Oliver Purnell was a really good coach but could never recruit that well. So I feel like the Clemson's had uh, some good coaches. They just haven't been able to consistently get the talent in here. So maybe you go to the flip side. Maybe you try and find somebody that can bring in a lot of talent and maybe isn't as quite a good of an in-game coach, and we'll see how it goes then. I don't know. Who are you going to get is always the question that I ask. That's right. If you're going to get rid of your guy, you got to have somebody uh, there to take his spot. Good stuff today, Greeny. Enjoyed the conversation. What do you guys have coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we're going to talk to our man Bill Bender of the Sporting News, as we usually do. We'll check in with uh, Golf Channel's Rex Hoggard about uh, old Phil and the, and the Saudi Golf League. We'll check in with Kevin Crawford, who's the head golf professional down at Bay Hill uh, as we roll towards the Honor Palmer Invitational. And then uh, a former European Ryder Cup uh, captain and champion, Tony Jacklin, has a new book out. So we'll check in with him and see what he's got going on. 
All right, good stuff, Granny. Uh, looking forward to that coming up Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, man. All right, thanks. You too. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina, North Carolina play in the fifth inning. Bottom of the fifth, one out. And the Pirates trail it five to nothing. Well, t- I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we uh, go to break here, East Carolina has now taken a two-goal lead over George Mason on an empty netter. It we is 12 more. to 10. We want more. 12 to 10. All East right. Carolina, Amanda Moore's club trying to uh, remain undefeated on the season. 43 seconds left to go in the third period. All right. I like that. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Rob Maloney, D.H. Conley head basketball coach, joins us when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow closed the day up 100, excuse me, 834 points. At 34,058, the NASDAQ was up 221 points at 13,694, and the S&P was ahead 95 at 4,384. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And as we head back in to the show quick uh, buck music hall scoreboard update ecu up 13 to 10 over george mason we start of the more. fourth period we want more we amanda want morris more. ECU we lacrosse team more. looking to get to four and oh on the year uh lane hoover can't be stopped three for three gif of guy on fire walking that is lane hoover right now and man he is burning that second baseman up <laughs> he's had two infield singles and then now, just snuck one by in the right field for his third hit of the day that second hit that second infield hit single was something that billy godwin said uh when i went to his baseball camps back in the day a poo-poo dribbler Ah. Hit you a little poo-poo dribbler? A little poo-poo dribbler, Billy Godwin used to say. The problem is, Chandler, when you or I would hit those, we would get thrown out at first. I I would never get out of the batter's box. (laughs) I don't know if I ever had an infield single in my career. I did, but it's because the uh, shortstop might have bobbled it. Those are called errors, son. I I called it infield single. Son. Uh, Yeah, I had to get the ball into the outfield grass uh, to reach first base. In fact... When I was in Pee Wee, I still remember this. Well, it could have been Little League. I'm pretty sure it was Pee Wee, though, because it changed my life forever. You think you know something, and then you don't. I watched Major League Baseball, played video games. When you hit the ball in the outfield, it's a base hit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I hit the ball in the right field for a clean single and was running the first and got thrown out. out. 
And I did. I looked around like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't throw the ball to first. And you it's can't do that. Uh, hey, cheating! Get this guy off the field. I can't say that that has not happened to me. So, hit a hard shot to right field. They just come up firing. You can't say that that has not happened to you. I can't say that that that's like a, that's gone. Hey, that's gone. Everybody, everybody, join me on the tilt a whirl. Let's go. Wait. How are we doing the tilt a whirl? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You want some more potential good news? I can't handle more. Yes. It is the bottom of the seventh inning. Villanova's up seven to three. However, ECU has the bases loaded. It's all bottom happening. of the seventh and two outs. All I'm right. just saying they and they Villanova just made a pitching change. They better. Oh, okay. All right. Damn well better. All right. I actually feel like I was just on a tilt a whirl. Yeah, some are saying we're back. Don't puke. Oh. ECU lacrosse, oh. by the way, tacked on another goal. It's 14 10. Oh. Some are saying we're back. Goodness gracious, folks. You want to talk about a purple wave that's happening right now? Oh. Bryson Whirl uh, with the smash. Ooh. A man, and then lacrosse scores, and now softball is threatening. It all just happened, mm. just like that. All right, so uh, I got to post something about that. What, okay, what well, are we talking about. Unfortunately, softball's done. <laughs> <laughs> pitcher, pitcher came in, did her job, well. got the uh, batter to line out to second base. So the ball game is over, seven to three. Villanova wins. They're going to play again. Uh, probably they usually do a 30 to 45 minute break in between games. So EC will play again probably around 6.30. Hit that tweet button. Hit that tweet button. Splash. All right. Thank you for that, Shirley Rhodes. We were talking about me getting thrown out after a base hit in the right field and how I didn't know that was possible. And I, I was saying that I can't say that that did not happen to me. So you're saying it might have. Or do you just continue to that, say that I, what phrase I'm saying wrong? Is it would be lie, it would be a lie if I said that did not happen to me. Okay, because it did. And then there was a few times where they, the throw was just too late, but they attended. They were like, "Look at this slow ass dude." <laughs> I just again, I didn't know it was possible, so I, I might have been pimping it at a at a young age because I thought I just had an automatic single. But uh, anyway, so Bryson World, you want to talk about red dead center field, my friend? Dead red. That was a blast, and now it's in the past, and we have to move on and continue. CJ Boyd, come on, baby. Beat it out. Ooh. Was there a little contact there? Yeah, there was, and the first baseman's looking back at CJ like, ooh, ooh. How about you get out of the baseline, buddy? Huh? How about you stretch? Don't, don't catch the ball here where you're in the baseline. Stretch. This is coming from a former first baseman. Yeah, that was a little odd. Let's see this again. Boyd. Well, see, he didn't even. I mean, uh, Boyd, uh, Boyd's, he's like in the field of play. There. All right, Molly. I'm saying what I'm seeing. And I'm saying what I'm seeing. I'm not just going to be some Barney the Dinosaur dressed all up in purple, purple sunglasses guy. I'm Hawaiian. Okay, <laughs> Hawaiian guy. I mean, look what the hell you're wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing a pirate radio polo. Look what the hell you're wearing. 
Are you getting on? Are you making fun of me because I'm wearing a purple pirate radio and Bud Light, which is the sponsor of the giveaway today? I'm saying you're being. You're in a Pittsburgh pirate hat, and you're not even a pirate fan. Great hat, right, CJ? Yeah, hold a on a minute. That's shirt. a nice looking hat. I'm not a pirate fan. I'm a true pirate. I'm the captain of the sugboat. Ain't you heard? Oh, I've heard. I just don't want you to be too uh, partial. Too and much by of a the way, bias, yeah. By I, the I, way, I whatever that. happened to just wearing a hat as a fashion statement? If it it is an yeah. accessory to the outfit that you are wearing. Yeah. Are you saying that to him? Yeah, because yeah. he. Was, yeah, because <laughs> because he's dogging you about wearing a Pittsburgh yeah, pirate. Yeah. Hat. He's dogging me for wearing a pirate radio bolo. All right. Uh, two I'm, outs. I'm sorry. In the hey, look, I want to shake your hand. I want to shake yours. I want to shake your hand. Who wants to shake hands uh, more? God, why are your hands so sweaty? Because I'm sitting beside you. Gross. Oh, oh, awesome. You've been on that tilt world too long. I, I got a little nauseous. I I all right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll all shake hands, make up, and uh, be ready to wrap up a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after a ground out to short. Back, back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts soundcloud or spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives and as we head back into the show quick uh, buccaneer hall music score music hall what Jeez. the buccaneer buck hall music holy score. crap wow. buccaneer hall music score oh wow okay let me just brought you by the buck okay let's just say the buck the buck uh, but anyway, uh, ECU lacrosse leading 15 to 10, Duh. just under eight minutes to go. That's what we do. Yep. So that's where we are with that. Holy crap. <laughs> How much time we got left before this show uh, is over? <laughs> about five minutes. <laughs> Man. Right. So uh, that is a happy score. Uh, this one not as pleasant, but a little better than a few moments ago. East Carolina now trailing five to two and there are about to be two outs in the bottom of the six as my dad said or used to say as he was coaching can of corn i would say can of corn in the outfield there yeah all right i mentioned this earlier great slate of basketball for saturday so we got pirate hoops at four as they take on tulsa you also got baseball uh in chapel hill some softball around here as well but how about this top 25 slate at noon purdue is at michigan state at two o'clock, Kentucky at Arkansas. The Razorbacks, tough as nails. Love Arkansas, taking them tomorrow. Texas at West Virginia. Auburn at Tennessee. That's a good one in the SEC. Six o'clock, Duke at Cuse. Texas Tech at TCU. Wisconsin at Rutgers. Uh, Eight o'clock, Kansas at Baylor. Ten o'clock, Gonzaga at St. Mary's and USC at Oregon. So a uh, great slate of college basketball coming your way 
on Saturday uh, as we take a look ahead at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right, Pirates trying to get out of the sixth unscathed. Uh, right now, nobody on. As let me get this guy's name. Who's uh, what's Wilson's first name? This guy has pitched well today. He has p- pitched very well for East Carolina. Uh, let's pull up the bio for uh, for young Wilson here. Wilson. Wilson! <laughs> when you hear Wilson, do you think? castaway yes do you think castaway do you think uh is it dennis the menace mr wilson yeah i believe so uh his name um, is how about wilson from home improvement Home improvement is another one the neighbor mm-hmm, 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 uh this mm-hmm. is bradley wilson redshirt freshman who has come in here and uh, their neighbor done a very good job a uh, neighborly performance by him today and he just got the guy to check swing on a fastball <clears throat> upstairs strike three Pirates going to the bat. All right. Uh, he is the son of Sherry and Tim. Tim Wilson. Wow. Tim Wilson. Is a comedian, right? Was he the guy that uh, did the uh, church league softball fist fight, Shirley? Tim Wilson. Yeah. I don't know. Church league softball fist fight. Great song. Uh, check that. Google that up if you hadn't heard it. So I don't think that's his dad, but that is the uh, the same name of his uh, his father. All right, Bradley gets out of it, so we head to the seventh. Chandler got a uh, three innings left for the Pirates to make up a few more runs here. Can we see dealing Danny Beal? Probably not, because we saw him on Tuesday. I tell you what, though, seriously, these are some big innings by Wilson here mm-hmm. because this is game one of a three game series. Sailor did not last long at all. So you try to minimize as many, you know, arms, the arms, yeah. especially on game one, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You don't you want to minimize the arms used in, in your game one, and this is where it hurts, especially you know this is where Carson Wisdom is supposed to be yep. uh, pitching here on a Friday, and you know you expect him to go at least maybe five innings, six innings, uh, and Sailor getting uh, punched out there, uh, giving up what two or three home runs. Uh, but uh, Wilt, uh, Wilson, Bradley Wilson coming in and uh, trying to limit the damage, and he's doing a good job of that. I don't think we'll see him coming up in the seventh. Um, maybe we will, but uh, is that Davis Searcy? Oh, my God. That this is. This guy gets on TV every freaking ECU game. That is David Searcy. Unbelievable. You have got to be freaking kidding me. I I mean (laughs) that is crazy and I tweet it out every time I swear this is like I mean CJ you know you're friends with Davis how does it keep happening it's all the time he's a magnet does he have a deal with like he has to like an an under the table deal like just one (laughs) shot unbelievable nah don't chase that Riley All right. well let's wrap it up here on a Friday folks hope everybody has a grand weekend really fun sports weekend on tap (laughs) surely tapped out for the day sorry no the mouse moved just as i Uh, hit it blame the mouse it was the mouse's fault how do you blame a poor little mouse (laughs) (laughs) oh boy because i want to blame a poor little mouse doggone it surely we'll see you we'll see you monday yep hey ecu up 15 10 three minutes to go let's go we want more all right, CJ, we'll see you, buddy. 
See you, CJ. Say bye. Or so, say something. Well, I thought we were just doing. You know what? Damn. Thought you were just doing what? Oh, this is how you, Chandler. We'll see you Monday. Pal. All right, clips. See you Monday. Have buddy. a good one. All right, you too. Well, I want to shake your hand. I'll see you. I should see uh, you both up. tomorrow. We're talking. Hey, shut up. Be quiet. You know what? Shut now up. I don't want to see you at Minji's tomorrow. All right. See you, fine folks. Monday at three. Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.